Hello and welcome along to a wee spin-off show during this winter break. We're going to do a um, trios show the night. Um, but before we get right into that, I'm joined by uh, my glamorous assistant, Franny, aka Debbie McGee. <laughs> he's going to be he's going to be bringing the forties and stuff up for me the night. Uh, and Anthony and Jed, how he's all doing? All good. How you all doing, good. Ross? Pleasure to be here, man. Pleasure. Yep. Pleasure to be here, Ross. Uh, on a sad note as well, you're probably aware that an ex-Celtic goalkeeper died today, Dennis Corahan. Uh-huh. I wasn't Dennis aware, actually. I didn't know. Dennis worked with us in his, my previous company. He was a delivery driver for us. An absolute mm-hmm. gem of a guy. So my condolences to you, his family. He was a gentleman. Uh- Right, Absolutely, I echo that. I didn't actually realise that, Jed. So, I thanks for highlighting that. Um, aye, so before we get into the actual podcast, um, I just want to sort of touch on obviously the Super Six. First of all, um, have you got the graphic for that, Franny? Aye, there you go. Of course, I have. Uh, I've that's... Done it the top 10. Of course, I have. <laughs> aye, I know. I did wonder. Aye, um, so Alistair Jack still at the top on 271. Then he's followed by Kieran Gillooly, eh, Mark Robertson, Stephen Coltart, the winner of last season's one, their very own Anthony Dunn in fifth, Joe Finlay, Ryan Taylor in seven, Kevin Hampsey in eight. I can't see what that says in nine. <laughs> number ten is James Bowie. <laughs> um, but aye, that makes up the top ten. Eh, I think the next... Um, I think the next round's on Saturday. I'm sure it is the twentieth. Um, so get your picks in for that. It'll be three o'clock kickoffs. Um, so I that's that. But uh, we'll just uh, I just want to touch on a couple of sort of transfer rumours and stuff. Um, first of all, uh, I'll come to yourself first, Jed. Um, it's sort of been revealed today that uh, the boy Kuhn is in Glasgow. He's passed his medical and I think he's arrived in Glasgow the night. Uh, left winger, I think, I think he is. What's your thoughts on that signing £3 million? Yeah, I mean, that's another, let's be honest, do any of us really know the guy? No. We just mm-hmm. need to hope that it is a Brendan Rodgers signing and he can, he can certainly... Look, can he be any worse than Yang? No. So... Let's hope. I do believe there's more pressing positions to be filled. And I just hope something's done in the next few weeks to get them done. Aye, aye. By the way, before we move on, I forgot to uh, welcome all the viewers along in the comments uh, and get involved in this show tonight. Uh, I'll outline it once we've done this wee bit of transfer chat, but uh, definitely get involved and get your comments in because all your comments are going to count tonight. Um, but I'll come to yourself, Anthony, on uh, the Kuhn deal, uh, getting over the line pretty much. It's Celtic not dragging their heels, but it always feels, I don't know if it's because we are supporters of the club, it always feels like the, the deals seem to take a wee bit longer than you would hope to get over the line, but what's your thoughts on it? It certainly does feel like that sometimes, and... Um... Today is the day that we officially go into week number three of the window, 15th day of the <coughs> month. It does feel like it's dragged on, Ross, but it's good to see that one is finally done. It's not the most pressing of positions for me, mm-hmm. um, but it is a position that does need to be looked at. 
looking at the guy's stats, let's not pretend that we know anything about him because who watches Austrian football, really? Um, but he's 24-year-old. He's not a traditional age for a project. He has played pretty much majority of the, the season's game so far this year. He plays on the right wing and plays through the, the middle and on the left side. To me, he looks like a, an equivalent of a Lewis Palmer for the right side. A nice age where there's still a bit of potential, but enough experience that he's probably ready to come straight into the squad. Right. I, I mean, I, I totally agree with everything you've just said there. It's It probably isn't the most pressing, <laughs> but for me, I said in the previous podcast on Friday there that I felt that it, it was a position that we needed filled uh, along with the striker. I, you could look at left-back, but it might not happen in this window. But um, Franny, just yourself, what, what's your thoughts on this imminent deal? I just... Some of the Jed and Anthony, but like we'll know more much about this guy, but he comes with a bit of, bit of pedigree. The teams he's been at, like Leipzig, Bayern Munich, Ajax, so obviously they they seen a wee bit in him to think maybe there's something there, but it's obviously just no, it's the real slant on a guy that he didn't make it any three day clubs at the end of the day. But he was went to Rapid Vienna, and I think ball accounts his stats. I know. Pitbull's not really necessarily one of the stats, but that's how we've kind of got to base most of our signings on because we we'll not really know him. Um, he's <clears> good. I, th- I see a few folk in the comments saying that he's he's a right winger, but I think he, I think he can play anywhere along the front three anyway, yeah. but he seems to be there saying right winger, but like you say, I, I don't know enough about the guys. He's at a good age. It seems fairly... It seems a sensible one in the sense that it's... <clears throat> It has got shades of sort of Palmer on the right, but we'll we'll see when it comes in. We don't want to write the guy off. Game I would tell him straight in on Saturday anyway, just to or Sunday anyway, just to try and I know it's only Bucky Fissel, but just to get him off to a player, just kind of been either mm-hmm. game. But it's it's a signing I'm with you. Was it somewhere we needed? I don't probably not as a priority, but sometimes you just need to you you can't get the boy you want the now maybe, and it's just. Get, not necessarily get who we can in that term, but if you can get some that you do want in the now, why not get them in the now? Is it cover for Adelina? Hopefully no, Jed. Hopefully not. But I think the guy's in an unfortunate circumstance uh, position right now. It's he must. It, what is he so bad? I'm about 21, 22 still. And well, he's I think he's about twenty three now. Is he maybe he's getting some? Mm. Amount, he must be getting some amount of pressure due to the what's going on over there and stuff and. How obviously the majority of Celtic fan where where their allegiances lie and things like that. So it's he's he's in an unfortunate position. I don't he maybe doesn't want to leave Glasgow, but if he's getting pressure from family, the international coach, teammates and stuff, it's it's a, it's not a position you would want to put anybody in, I guess. Aye, I mean we're certainly no privy to that. Um Aye. but I I don't want it to be a replacement for a badder, but if it is he may well, he may well turn out to be better than a bad You don't know. It, you just have to wait and see what the guy can bring and give the guy an opportunity to go and try and prove himself. What probably his biggest movies, well, no, that's not. I was going to say his biggest movies career, but I think he's been at Bayern Munich and the <laughs> likes, isn't he? So as long as he's probably... been the last hey boy we got for Rapid Vienna, did we not get ball and goalie for there? Uh, I think possibly we did, I possibly. Um, but move on, move on for that. I'll just uh, I'll come to yourself, Anthony. Um, this is probably a rumour. It's probably never going to happen, but I'd just like to get your thoughts on it if it was a possibility. Um, 
I read, uh, I think it was Saturday, I read it um, about possibly Jesse Lingard coming in. Now, again, <laughs> he's, he's sort of winger to front man. Uh, what's your thoughts on, uh, listen, I know he's, he was in big wages. I don't think, uh, if, if the, the, the sort of financial side of it was right, the player what he could bring on the field, do you think it would be one that you would go for, or is it a, a big no? I reckon Jesse Lingard would make more money on Instagram than he would at Celtic. <laughs> just and that's the slight <laughs> on the wages that we pay, and the slight on his uh, ego mentality, and his limelight uh, kind of hot spotting. Back in the day, Man United sort of thing, yeah, he's, he's a big name, and he's got a bit of a reputation about playing it at the highest level in English football and stuff. So you would always entertain it to some degree, but for me, nah. And I think signing somebody like Kuhn just now is, is probably signaling the end of any transfers that we do on the, the wings. Um, go back to your Abada conversation. I would hate to lose a Abada, but <coughs> with, with Nicholas Kuhn coming in, you never know. I mean, you're looking at Maeda, Abada, Kuhn, Palmer, Yang, Tellio, we don't need Jesse Lingard. Not the wages he wants to know, the, the the reputation that he's got for, for hogging the limelight. Uh, listen, the, the more you talk there, the more I'm sort of convinced that it maybe would be a bad deal. I, I, the guy off the field and the, the guy himself, I, I don't know him personally, but what you see, for, like sort of watching from afar, he's not what you want at Celtic, certainly off the field, I would say, but I think if he got back to his best, it it's sort of screams like a Scott Sinclair sort of deal, albeit Sinclair came to Celtic um, on a permanent deal. I don't think that that would be happening with Jesse Lingard. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, but aye, I, I think if, he, if Jesse Lingard was coming with it all the bells and whistles and the the glitz or whatever it is you want to call it, and he was just there as the player. I think what he could bring to Celtic on the field, I think, would be valuable. Let's say uh, in the second half of the season, and what is, I mean, you have to admit, is a fairly tight title race at the minute. I think he could help us get over the line. I said on Friday that I. I don't think Celtic should be in the market for loans, but if I, to contradict myself slightly, I feel that if the deal was right and he was coming to sort of resurrect his career, I wouldn't be adverse to it. Um, for just to the end of the season, I don't think I would take it any further than that, but I think he would help us um, along the way. Um, but what's your thoughts, Franny, on that? I'm kind of similar to you in the sense that I think a wee <coughs> six-month deal might not be the world's worst. Like, obviously, you've got all the, the off-field carry-on, but I suppose maybe that's more about our age, Ross, and saying a, a wee bit more about our age, that's kind of the way the sort of player these days that off the field seems just as important and maybe sometimes more important than what it is on the field. Um, but I think he is definitely a player that could could help us. I don't... <coughs> my issue is, does he walk straight into the first team? Probably... It sounds silly considering he's, he's been at teams like Man United and stuff, but it probably doesn't walk straight into the first team. But I, I kind of see the Scott, Scott Sinclair comparisons, but equally a wee bit of it 
screams out of maybe an Aaron Ramsey type move as well. Mm-hmm. For me, it just mm-hmm. could it could be an absolute disaster. Like on the face, it looks brilliant, but it could just be an absolute disaster. But as I said in the group chat, it's, it's one that I would welcome, but equally, it's one that I'll, I'll not be at as, as silly as that sounds. Like. I would take him, but at the same time, if we didn't get him, I'm not going to lose sleep at it, Ross. Aye, no, I mean that's. I think that's probably how I feel as well. Uh, Jed, I don't think I need to ask you how you feel. I think your <laughs> reaction with the mere mention of his name said it all, but well, just tell us what you think anyway. He said five loan clubs since his time when he was at Man United. And I, I'm off memory, I think the only one that wanted them was West Ham. But they ended up going uh-huh. for the money. Uh, it's a definite no-no for me. Um, I think Franny's right. I think it would be a bit of an Aaron Ramsey scenario. And one for the older the older ones that's watching, I'd rather hear Uncle Jesse play the Dukes of Hazard than have Jesse Lundberg, <laughs> to be honest. No chance. No one <laughs> well, listen, that's, that's fair enough. We had a bit of a debate in the group chat the other night, uh, and I, I'm not convinced it would be totally right, but I'm also not convinced that it would be totally wrong, but it probably won't happen anyway. It won't, probably won't, but listen, we'll get into why we're actually here, and that is to do the World Cup trios. So just to let everybody understand what we're going to do, it's going to be 16 trios, four rounds, uh, one winner. So it'll be round, uh, sorry, last 16 quarter-final, semi-final and final. And what we'll do is I've done a draw for the first round and then we'll obviously put two trios against each other, the guys in the comments. We were hoping to do a live poll and Stephen was going to do it for us, but he's actually, he's had to pull out last minute and we were trying to work out how to do the poll, but we can't, so we're probably just going to have to go with the sort of general consensus of the comments and then decide amongst ourselves. It's not exactly how we wanted to do it, but it is what it is. Um, so, I mean, what I'll do, first of all, is I'll let everybody <coughs> know what the um, list of trios are, the 16 trios. So, Franny, I'll read them out. If you can just put them up on the screen anyway, oh, you've already done it. Look at that. Well, it's, it's the first couple. It's the first couple. Aye, Aye. Aye. well, that's all you can get on, eh? Aye. So, we've got uh, Van Hoydonk, Van Hoydonk, the Canio and Cadet, obviously. Then Dembele, Forrest Sinclair, Larson, Hartson, and Sutton, Brown, McGregor, Rogic, Hooper, Commons, Stokes, Brown, Manyama, Ledley, Lennon, Lambert, Petrov, Lambert, Burley, O'Donnell, Hartley, Robson, Brown, McStay, Collins, and Grant. And then final, uh, for the last wee section there, we've got McStay, Grant, Burns. Johnston, Chalmers, Lennox, <coughs> uh, Jan Venegur of Hesselink, McDonald and Samaras, Jota, Kyogo and Maeda, uh, McGregor, O'Reilly and Hatati, and Maravchik, Larson and Viduka. So that makes up the 16 teams. Now, there'll probably be guys in the comments saying, oh, we could have had this trio and that trio, but you can only fit so many in and we've only got so many hours. It was either 16 or 32 is the only way you can do it and I wasn't doing 32 because I've got work in the morning. So um, mm-hmm. that that's your trios. So we'll move on well, to... Well, of... I had a few of them in the group chat suggesting <laughs> Stephen put in a few as well. Um, <clears throat> but, excuse me, 
We'll move on to uh, obviously round one. So I done a draw at the weekend there. So the, the first match is going to be uh, Brown, McGregor, and Rogic, and they will be put up against Dembele, Forrest, and Sinclair. So it's a tasty matchup. It makes for good debate, guys. In the comments, you can have a wee debate. Obviously, we'll 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 hear a wee blether about it as well, and give everybody a chance to put in the comments who they think should sort of win out of that, and then they'll go into the next round, and we'll keep doing that for each game. Um, so, guys, as I say, get your comments in. I was hoping to have a poll, but it's just just not worked out that way. But that's what it is. So I'll come a um. Two seconds, guys, just to have <laughs> right, I've got it. <laughs> I've got that much notes here. It's quite a I had to do quite a bit of research on this. But um so what we'll do is we'll chat uh, on each trio and we'll just run through how, how we feel they could work as a trio and then we'll well we'll have to add in now that who we think should go through out of these out of this matchup. So um Anthony, I'll come to you first. Uh, obviously we've got um <clears throat> Brown, McGregor and Rogic first there. Um, they are, they, between them, they have got their accolades. They have got uh, 16 Scottish Cups, 18 League Cups and 24 League titles. It's quite, a, quite the haul there. Um, but in terms of them as a trio, just, just a trio for the minute, not individually, um, how do you think they worked uh, in just as a midfield three. I, I, listen, I know not all of these are going to be, have played as many games as Brown, Rhett, McGregor and Rogic did because not all the teams played as like a midfield three. Obviously, it was four four twos and that back in the day and stuff. But as a midfield three, Brown, McGregor and Rogic, how do you feel they worked? I think <laughs> this three, this trio is arguably going to get quite far in this little tournament that we're playing here. You're looking at three as a collective being together throughout a numerous managers. And to play him as a three, I'll go to the kind of what Rogers said when he was first here in his first stint. Well, actually, he said it when he's at Liverpool, but he wanted to try it in his first stint here as well. You need three different <coughs> shoulders one to hold and sit back, Scott Brown, one to do the legwork between everything, McGregor, and a, a bit of a flare player kind of to link the attack. And that's what Roger does. And the three of them done it, as you said, with the accolades, done it for so many years, won so many trophies between themselves as a unit. They're gonna be one of the one of the trio that gets quite far in this little tournament, I think. Uh, listen, I would agree with that. Uh, as you said, you've got Scott Brown there who's the, the guy that certainly under Rogers, uh, when he came in, you thought Scott Brown was maybe even going to be finished. Uh, and he just sort of took a step back, allowed McGregor to be the creator, and he was the sort of not hatchet man. That's that's a bit harsh, or a bit doing him a bit of a disservice. But I, as a three, I think they really complemented each other so well. Um, what what's your thoughts on uh, that three, Jed? Well, Ross, I didn't expect to be that three against Brown, McGregor, uh, and Rogers. I wasn't expecting that. I was hoping it was going to be a nice season one to start with. Uh, like you said, you've got Brown and McGregor, two of the most decorated winners in our club. Um, and if you think when, as you mentioned, when Rogers came, Brown 
we all did think he was finished and it was phenomenal. Roddick, Rogic then came into his own and then Carl McGregor went to a different level and he's that's why he's now <coughs> captain of the club. Mm-hmm. So a formidable threesome and their honours speak for itself. I think the way if, if an opposition wouldn't have wanted to get in playing against the three. In other words, the midfield. Because mm-hmm. Brown was he was just controlling everything back and McGregor and Rogic, especially Rogic, just had three lane a wee bit to go. And if you look back about the goals, the goal they scored against Aberdeen and Andrew Time to win the the mm-hmm. <clears throat> the undefeated, you know, the, the treble invincible was something I think we'll remember for the rest of their days. And for I, that and... Oh, it's it's I know when I'm going to vote in this already. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, you, you've just said they are, uh, they were part of that invincible, invincible treble. They were uh, integral to it. Um, but Franny, just your final thoughts on that three before we move on to the the other three. I, I actually can't. Just, I'm sitting here trying. I, I I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the same, Ross. I'm struggling. It's, it's quite a good... I know, obviously, it's a wee bit of luck in the draw and stuff, and it's... it's quite mad how they all played under Rogers, all played in that invincible treble season mm-hmm. as well. Um so it's actually quite a good one to pair together, I feel like it was a good one that got paired together. Ah, they they three together, absolutely like Jed touched on it. Brown we were, I think the majority of Celtic fan base thought maybe that was undone when uh, Rogers come it just didn't seem a Rogers type player, I feel like but I'm led to believe that he had him in London, had a meeting and says, no, I'm going to be your captain. And arguably some of Brown's best years as a Celtic player was was under Rodgers. And obviously brought Callum McGregor on, where we obviously, he was playing more advanced and stuff. Um, and then Rogic's just, Rogic's just done Rogic's and scored so many big goals. The one Jed talked about uh, at Aberdeen, the one against, uh, was it at a 3-2 game where obviously he scored the, the, the first goal, where he just curled Called one into the almost the top corner. And actually, I think he broke the boy's ankle or something at the same time. Did they know when he came down? So it was ah, all in all, it was aye. all in all, it was a no bad goal. When you actually think of ah, the boy Bates, aye, aye, that's right. Aye. Dunham, it was, I say Dunham, obviously, didn't he? It was just pure accident, but I know he ended up with a really bad injury right if it wasn't a, a broken ankle. But I Roberts, I mean, he's just like his goal against Dundee United as well, where he just. Ran and just never to get the ball off him. I think it got goal of the season that year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sitting saying all this, but when we get to the next three as well, it's weird because obviously they've got they've got longevity that three compared to the other two. But eh, the other three, sorry, but ah, it's that it's some some midfield three. It was really good for us. It, like you say, the trophy speak for itself. The the performances, the the goals, the moments. They all had big moments and and important games. I. It's, it's some midfield three when you think about it. Aye, it's, it's pretty <coughs> formidable. Certainly, certainly domestically, they had their moments in Europe, but um, aye, certainly domestically, really formidable. What's the sort of general consensus in the comments and now is before we move on to the other three? Surprisingly, it's the other three that's <coughs> winning the now, mate, in the comments. Oh. Aye, but bring a couple well, of the comments up to what folks saying. Uh, just focusing, there's only a, couple, a few came in where are they, like, just ones like this got to be Dembele, Sinclair, Forrest. Mm-hmm. Alistair Jack's the same, Dembele, Sinclair, Forrest. None have actually pumped pumped for a, a 
Rogic and that, yeah. Rogic, McGregor and Brown. Uh, they've uh, picked them yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's a really tough one. But, um, but, see, when you look at the stats, Dembele and Sinclair. Dembele, 55 starts, 20, 26 goals. Sinclair, 105 starts, 40 goals. Aye. I mean, it's, it is, it's, it's, that is... Like I said, Ross, trust you to pick that one in the beginning. I wasn't. Okay, I know. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't doing seeded and unseeded. I didn't need time for that. <laughs> but um, I'll come to yourself. Um, I'll just come back to you, Franny. On Dembele, Forrest, and Sinclair. Uh, I just obviously talk a bit about them. Uh, you've made your case for Brown, McGregor, and Rogic pretty well. I don't know who you're going to pick, but I mean, this this three are for two seasons. Certainly, unplayable. I thought in Forest, another one that not seen necessarily out the door, but really came into his own as well. Under like Brungie's game on a lot uh, under Brendan Rodgers and again scored in so many, so many big games and stuff. He scored in the one where I think it was the second season where we won the <laughs> league, and he scored in the the five 0 game against Rangers. Obviously, uh, Sinclair, like Jed said, scored. It was about 30 goals in his first season. It was a bar, scored a barrel in his first and ended up getting player of the year and obviously in team of the year. Signed on the, the opening day of the season and then went straight in and scored scored the winner against Hearts and just that season certainly never looked back. It just, it was, I can remember back when we were obviously linked him, it was it was a deal that kind of dragged on a wee bit, Ross, and I can remember me and you being quite excited about the idea of him coming in and stuff and you just, it had the hallmarks of Rogers or at the Sinclair sign, I think it was maybe arguably his best signing he made under Celtic. I'm just trying to think. I know Dembele was pretty cheap, but I think when you consider what Sinclair gave us, uh, I think probably Rogers his best signing under him, uh, under him first time round anyway. Arguably, if you look at it, the best second time round so far too. <laughs> then, then there's in Dembele as well. Dembele came in, he obviously came with a big reputation, he scored 20-odd goals in the Championship that season. I think in, in the January before he came to us, Spurs tried to get him, but one of the reasons they couldn't is because Fulham wanted him back in loan and Spurs weren't willing to do that. So he was well sought after and stuff. I know he was only like 19, but I think he's, I know some folk talk about projects and stuff, but I don't really think Dembele was technically a project even at 19. No. I think he was, it was, wasn't established, but he, he knew he was a talent. He knew he was... And it was one that I was proper excited about that we got. He, he was a proper, proper player. And then, as I say, he featured a lot early doors. Obviously, Griffiths was just off the back. He's scoring, what was it, 42 goals or something the season of four. So you're like, well, do we really need, do we really need another spike? And I can remember the first the first Rangers game, Griffiths is out injured. And you're like, well, can Dembele step up and... Step up, he did. <laughs> step up, he aye. did. And what, I Dembele, like... I would, I've, like a wee bit of tangent, but as much as I think Kyogo is absolutely superb, I think Dembele would be brilliant on this team right now. I Dembele would be brilliant in any, most Celtic uh, teams. Um, actually, you're talking about um, Sinclair there. I'm struggling to, <clears throat> I think that possibly Scott Sinclair, obviously way known, who he was and stuff. I think he was possibly the last signing that I can remember. As like as soon as I knew we were going to sign him, I was excited. I knew we were going to have a real good player there, and it transpired that he obviously was. Um, but I'll just uh, Anthony come to yourself just on 
uh, Dembele, Forrest and Sinclair. Just talk a bit about them. I've got a soft spot for all three of them um, for various different reasons. And touching on Sinclair and a little bit about what we're saying earlier about Jesse Lingard and the comparisons to him, I don't think Lingard's got the right mentality, the right um, moral compass or whatever you want to call it. Sinclair, I got a soft spot from straight away when he came in, not only for his goals that he scored, which was started with the Hearts game. I think he went six or seven games in a row scoring. That puts us all with a soft spot. But he done an interview early on in his time with Celtic and he, he made comments that he was happy. He had no regrets sort of thing in his career, but he had made his money at Man City and he was happy to come and play football for the sake of playing football and winning some medals and winning some trophies and all this and just enjoying his football game and when you see a player come to Celtic with that kind of attitude of I just want to play football, it's not about the money for me and he actually does the job on the on the pitch, I'm I'm going to warm to that every single time you take Dembele I mean, nicknamed Hans Gelper uh, I think he's even <laughs> taken that to himself now um, <laughs> he's always coming back to Celtic Twitter or X whatever you want to call it and he's always um, kind of playing up with the fans in a good, positive way. But he scored, what do you say, Jed? 50-odd goals across these couple uh, of seasons? 55 appearances, 26 goals. It's almost one in every two, Dembele. Yeah, you, you don't get much better than one and two for strikers at Celtic, let alone at the top end of the world, uh, world football. He was unbelievable. Hat-tricks against, against that mob as well. You're here for two years, you get that kind of scoring <coughs> record. You're gonna go down as a an icon at, at this stage. I mean, I'm not gonna use the, the legend term for Dembele, of course not, but he goes down as an icon. Jimmy Forrest, again, I define anybody to or defy sorry anybody to say that James Forrest is not a true Celtic great now at this stage. He spent his entire career here. Yeah, he came up came off uh from a shaky kind of start, a bit injury prone. I think it was Ronnie Dyler that put him onto a special kind of fitness regime to make sure that he he overcame his kind of recurrent injuries. And then Brendan Rogers in those invisible seasons got the best out of that guy. He was absolutely electric and on fire. Not only going forward, but even adding a little bit of defensive work to himself, able to track back, even just to add kind of extra bodies there. He was absolutely fantastic in those seasons. Aye, I, 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 listen, I totally echo the James Forrest stuff. I, I absolutely love James Forrest. I thought um, he played his best football under Brendan Rodgers. He turned him into an absolute machine. He added goals to his game in that period. Uh, and I think playing alongside two guys in for a uh, sorry, Sinclair and Dembele, I think not only Rodgers sort of coaching him, uh, Playing a, a, alongside two guys with the talent of they two really brings your game onto a new level as well, Jed. Doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, let's see. They, I mean, Forrest is. I know. <clears throat> I mean, I've criticised him as well, but the guy has got 22 major owners at the club. It's phenomenal what he's done. And, and like I say, I'm honestly thinking now, my mind was made up. It was Brown McGregor Rogage it was going through, but. I'm now thinking, oh, no. Um, you mentioned Della about goals, yeah. They had trick against Rangers, definitely. But if you remember, guys, the team goal at Dembele finished off up at St. Johnson. Oh, incredible then, goal. It was just mm. unbelievable. 
and you know the guy <coughs> he still mentioned that Anthony mentioned earlier about Twitter. You can still he's always tweeting about Celtic and also uh, he will always get a warm welcome if ever comes back to Celtic Park to visit or anything like that. So yeah, it's going to be tough now to decide who's going to be. Or I think it's going to be a, to- a toss of coin who I'm going to pick now. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Listen, uh, well, let's let's see what the the you're checking the comments there, Franny. What what would you say is up? Is it? Dembele, Forest, and Claire, or is it's it? Dembele and Forrester, Monty's want Biggins, Peyton, and Slater. <laughs> Michael Mitchell's want okay. Kenny, Cascadian, and Faulkner. Some of them aren't understanding the rules here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what? What is the? Who's who's winning the sort of vote in the comments? Dembele, Dembele, and that's up in the comments. Right, you're so they're up in the game. comments. Right, so I'll come points. to yourself then, Franny, and. Who do you think should go through out of the out of the two? I want I, I want for the love like I love them better. Absolutely I want for the love to put it <coughs> But I just can't do that to Brown McGregor and Rogic. Sorry, I need to put my vote in them the midfield three. Right. So you're going Brown McGregor and Rogic? Aye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony. Yeah, if you if you pick Dembele, Sinclair, Forrest against the uh, the likes of Jan Vinegar, Sam Ras and McDonald. I would put Dembele, Sinclair, Forrest through. Um, uh-huh. When it's against a midfield trio that's got two two Celtic captains, you know, how many have cups you said between the 16, 18, 22 yeah. league titles between the three of them sort of thing. The longevity of the three of them, the, the rejuvenation of Scott Brown, it has to be Brown, McGregor, Roger. <coughs> mm-hmm. So that's Brown, McGregor and Rogic. And what about yourself, Jed? Yeah, I cannot disagree with anything Franny or Anthony said. You know, if it was Dembele, Forrest and Clare against the vast majority of the other ones, I think they would be one at hands down. I'm going to go with Brown, McGregor and Rogic. Two captains again. Yep. The last <coughs> five years, you in particular what they've brought to the club will probably never be repeated. So yes, then I'm gonna get my vote. Aye. I mean that's fair enough. I, I'm looking at it and I'm, the goals that they brought, the front three, incredible. And then obviously we've talked about what the, the midfield three did. And I think I agree with you, I think had Dembele, Forrest and Sinclair come up against anybody else what they done for two seasons, certainly Dembele and Sinclair, was unbelievable. But that word, the word that stuck in my head there was longevity. And I think that's why Brian McGregor and Rogic should get it. The longevity and the goals that McGregor and Rogic got, even Scott Brown to an extent, I think they have to I think they have to go through it the next round. So I'm quite happy to put them through to the quarterfinals. Actually, one thing. Uh? Actually, one in fairness. Oh, did they? Right. Oh, well, that's fair then. I was feeling. Couple of votes. Couple of votes, but they won. Right, so that's Brown, mm-hmm. McGregor, and Rogic into the quarterfinals. So, we'll move on to the game two of the last 16, so to speak. Uh, <coughs> Franny. So it is Paul Hartley, Barry Robson, 
and oh, Scott yeah. Brown. They're here somewhere. <laughs> uh, 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 there we go. <laughs> Aye, uh, Hartley, Robson and Brown. So these three won, between them, they won seven Scottish Cups, eight League, eight league Cups and 13 League titles. And they will be pitted up against the current okay. crop, McGregor, O'Reilly and Hatate. And they, so far, obviously they're still at the club, but so far they have, uh, between them, seven Scottish Cups, nine League Cups and 12 League titles. Obviously, Cal McGregor bumps that accumulation up a wee bit. Um, but it's two midfield threes um, coming up against each other. They're very different midfield threes. Um, but I'll come to yourself, Jed, on, first of all, Hartley, Robson and Brown. And, sorry, we'll talk about them, but obviously make a case for them without, sort of, revealing who you're going to vote just yet. Because you might not know, or you might know, but um, make a case for them and talk about them as a midfield three. Well, if you remember, Hartley came along with uh, Presley because they were part of the Hearts 3, wasn't it, that got booted out for the club for going against, mm-hmm. was it Romanoff? Um, look, they were good signings for us. Both, both came later on in their careers. So so they were. Um, I don't know, the comment prior to that, but you think it just went down. Robson, if you uh, remember, I think it was his first <coughs> Firm game. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He rattled in the first couple of minutes of the game. Certainly put his mark in the grip in, in the match. So he was... I mean, he never shot a tackle. Robson and Hartley was the same. But they are not... When you think of Celtic midfielders, they're not the guys who jump out at you immediately. Scott Aye, Brown not to himself. The other two, Aye. yeah. Aye, but uh, that midfield three, right? Uh, you, obviously, the the other midfield three is what we we currently have, um, and you hear a lot of people saying we need somebody with a bit of dig in there sometimes. And all three of the guys in this first midfield three all brought that. It was a different time, a different football. I feel is a bit more technical now. Certainly in Scotland, it's more technical than it ever was. Um, but Anthony, I'll come to you. Sort of make a case for that midfield three and how you felt they they, they worked. Can I make a case for them just by saying that Barry Robson goal against Barcelona, the looping header? Does that count? Oh, I <laughs> forgot about that one. That um, was a that was a beauty, aye. Beautiful. In my head, it's outside the box. That starts and just looks over, but I don't think it's quite that far. Um, <laughs> I think Jed said it quite well, but. Read them, but especially let's talk about Robson and Hartley because we already spoke about Brown. They were much more, much more dig in them, much more fight in them. Um, they weren't shy of a tackle, and I think, I think either of the two would walk straight into the side as it stands just now, which is funny because we're arguing about them against the three midfield that is the midfield trio Aye. just now. Um, I think Robson or uh, Robson or Hartley walks into it. I don't think technically they improve too much, but just for the the attitude, the dig, the the reading of the game from Barry Robson especially, that they brought so much more strength to the midfield. Um, 
I think collectively the three of them together had a, a great midfield. Bit of an underrated midfield, um, but it's definitely a strong one. And weirdly enough, all Scottish. Aye. Mm-hmm. Aye, that was the th- that was the thing I noticed as well. Um but I I, I know what you're saying. Uh, as I said before, that they're certainly not as technical as this midfield, but I think certainly well excluding Scott Brown, as you said, we've spoke about for him, but I, I think certainly for me Barry Robson gets into this probably this midfield. I don't know if Paul Hartley does. I don't know if he's mobile enough, but Barry Robson's digging mobility, I think, gets him into, and his desire, I think, gets him into the current midfield three. I mean, it's a difficult one to say, <laughs> but I, I did, I did really like Barry Robson. Franny, yourself, make a case for the guys and what you thought. Uh, I mean, it's, it's it's not the fancy glamorous names, and maybe that's what's going against them. I mean, with Ross, it's they can't for the mm-hmm. It's three Scottish guys. I mean, I'm. I'm one for a glamorous name, so it's one of them. Um, but when you actually think about it, well, some of Strachan's probably, well, Hart's, I think Strachan signed up. No, was it Leia? Was it? I can't remember who signed Brown. Was it Strachan? I can't remember. Uh, uh, Gordon Strachan signed Scott Brown now. So he, did Scott Strachan sign all three of these guys then? Yes. He, yeah, I, I, he did. I, he did. Brown, Brown and Hartley came in 2007. Right, because Rob, Robson was two thousand. Uh, right. It's like, well, there you go. It's it's and I'm sure Robson came round about the season. Gravison came in and things like that as well, or something. And I think Gravison came was was plenty start when Robson was key as was like I'm sure we were about seven points behind going into the the December the sort of return of the year one year. And I think Robson Hartley just dragged us to that to that title and stuff that season. They were like, say the one Maybe like you say most pleasing on the eye and stuff, but workhorse has just done the simple things really good. I thought about them. The one of the, the technical players like the, the other three that we'll discuss and stuff, but they say just just proper, proper professionals. Like say Robson that that first game is just in the first seconds it's just a, a ball high in there and he just absolutely clatters Christian Dale and it's I know like football's more than that, but sometimes that's what you need in the games just to get your fans, especially when it's at home, just to get the fans properly on your side, just show them you're up for the fight here. And then I think that just that can take you a long, a long way in the derby matches. And there's two players, certainly, um, your Robson and your, your Paul Hartley, that even like Scott Brown knew how to do it and stuff, but I've also spoke about him. But <clears throat> I I think I think it's a very, very underrated midfield three, and I think a lot of it's due to well, not being very glamorous. I'll just drop Anthony out there now. I don't know what he's up to. Mm, don't know. Um, <laughs> aye, I, I totally agree with that. It's three Scottish guys, and even like the Scotland team at that time, they weren't doing any great shakes. So, for I mean, Celtic to sign all three of them. At the one time, I <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, for for Strachan to sign all three of them at the one time, sort of obviously, as Jed says, Robson was slightly later in two thousand and eight. But um, I all workhorses, a different type of midfield for the one that we're going to speak about next. But um, we'll just what's the sort of general consensus now? 
with regards to this pay, uh, this it, it, it's fairly match. even mate there's, there's, there's one vote in it there's one vote in Aye. it then out. Right. But it's fairly, um, fairly. It's what? It's fairly even. As I say, there's only um, one. Only one. Right. Your, your sound's gone a wee bit, Fran. It might just be me. Is it? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Maybe just me. Uh, aye. So, Jed, I'll come to yourself. Uh, obviously, it's our current crop. It's a very different midfield for the one that we've just been speaking about. Um, it's a more technical midfield. Uh, <sighs> Aye, listen, just just you tell us what you think. Yeah, I mean, that our, our midfield at the moment, I still think there's room for improvement, but I think that has got to be down as well. At the from the start of the season, I don't I don't think Carl McGregor's been at his best, but the guy can't be, you know, hundred percent all the time. So I think that's that's affected us a wee bit, but. When they three are on song, they are they are better than other three. Mm-hmm. If they were in song, different style of player, you know. Like you said, the other ones have got more dig about them. But I think if you the way I'm looking at, it, if you did the three guys on the top game, it's the current crop the now for me. Aye, aye. I mean, when we talk about the the other three, uh, Hartley, Robson, Brown, they. They can they sort of controlled at the middle of the park with dig the McGregor O'Reilly and Hatati they control it in a different way with their technical ability and their 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 cuter on the ball and they're probably better passers but listen that's not to say that Robson Hartley and Brown couldn't pass the ball but they're certainly absolutely no doubt about it they're better technicians um, Anthony welcome back. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're on to obviously McGregor, McGregor O'Reilly and Hatati. Hatati's just he's just a I was going to say he's a luxury player. He's not a luxury player as such, but he he's got he, he can do things that other players in the team can't do. But make a case for that midfield three up against obviously the other three that we've spoke about. I actually don't know now. Uh you asked me the same question obviously be Hartley, Robson and Brown, I thought, oh, Christ, I'm going to be saying this, giving away the fact that I'm going to vote for the, the current trio. But now that I'm thinking about it, I actually don't want to vote for them because there is some deficiencies in them and it probably is born out of the fact that guys like Katati hasn't been here long enough and he started this season, okay, injured for the majority of it, but he started this season off the boil, not showing what his true self is. You go back to that first game against Real Madrid, the way that he plays football is is unbelievable to watch for, for Celtic just now. He, he's very energetic, very dogged, but he can read a game really well. He's got a great eye for a pass until this season. Um, <laughs> and against Real Madrid, I honestly, after that first Real Madrid game, I honestly believed teams like Real Madrid would have been watching him and see how he progressed throughout last season. And it's probably cooled off now because he's he's not quite hit that height again. But as a technical player, Hatati is is unbelievably good. Um, you look at his age, where he's came from, his background was at university football before he, he went pro just mm. two, three years ago. So he, he's kind of still in the early age of his development, but he is obviously what, 25, 26 just now as well. So he, he's, he's older than you think he would be. O'Reilly... He's that kind of player, much like Dembele. 
the the story of how we got him very very similar with the whole um, cross border transactions and whatnot. But he is just a really grounded, technically fantastic player. I think O'Reilly again, O'Reilly up against Robson and Hartley. O'Reilly wins. Hatati up against those two. I'm not too sure. McGregor on the other hand, again, you don't need to say much more than we've already said, do you? The it's a, it's a technical trio against uh, a hard-working Grafton trio. It's a hard one. It's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, you've na- you hit the nail on the head. It's a te- technical trio against a hard-working Grafton trio. I think it's obvious for everybody to see. We've watched, we've watched the, uh, both sets of midfield threes. Um, have I came to you, Franny, on McGregor no. O'Reilly and that and all, right? Just go for it. I lost my, lost my way there. I couldn't mind to a dast. <laughs> I think just very similar. The guys are saying technically these guys are more pleasing on the eye and stuff. Like Carl McGregor, he's we've obviously spoke about him before how he's played more at Vanston. We're talking about him under Rogers first time round and stuff. And then he obviously under Foster Coggle and stuff, he, he started to drop uh, uh, further back and kind of play that number six role, but it was one of the, the kind of deep line playmaker, I feel like. And say Hitati, I think he's got a lot of, a lot of abilities. Sometimes, well, quite a lot of times it doesn't come off, but I like the fact that he tries to play the difficult pass and stuff. He's got a great insight, got great confidence in his own ability, I think, as well. And just like, like you see, some of the things he does try, like that pass in the Champions League, he just seemed to take that in his stride, playing that competition. You look at the Rangers game, it was pivotal in that first season, the, the February game where he scored the, the two goals and it was it was almost like it, it was just what he does, the goal against Hearts, his first goal was just absolutely rifled in for about 25 yards, I just think I think on his day, Hattati is an absolute, absolute top, top player, he's obviously been a wee bit unfortunate this season with injuries and stuff so hopefully he does come back for the Asian Cup fresh and can get, get flying because I think I think on his days he, he's up there. Um, I, th- I still think McGregor arguably is the best player in Scottish football, but a country Melon, I think he could go and play anywhere. I think O'Reilly looks to be well in his way to be that kind of player. Um, he came in obviously in the January as well and stuff, and he was he was absolutely brilliant. Uh, first time, uh, sort of when he first came in. He's carried it on, and he's he's actually seemed to take his game on a level under Brendan Rodgers again. And I think one of his criticisms maybe last season was maybe wasn't getting enough goals and assists or something. But I, th- I think he's totally taken that. Not say taking it on the board, but he's he's brought that to his game certainly more this season. I think, and it just seems to be always always on it. Where I think maybe sometimes last season games maybe passed him by a wee bit, whereas this season I think. Every big game, every key moment, he's always seems to be involved in involved in things. So I think, and he's also broken out the Danish squad as well, which is obviously a testament to the boy. It's just it's not exactly an easy team to get into. So I, I think, I think we've all talked ourselves into who's gone through in this round. <laughs> hey, I think what you have to remember as well is that although they're our current drop, and listen. We have obviously Hatati's been out and stuff like that, and they haven't performed to their well. Maybe no so much. Maybe McGregor no so much. O'Reilly, I think he's probably having his best season. But um, you have to judge them on what they've done under Ange as a three as well. Uh, uh, they're both 
as I say, they're, they're both good midfield threes, but uh, we'll move on to the vote now. Uh, what's the general consensus in the comments? Uh, the current crops winning it by a country mail, mate. Aye, yeah, well, I'll just come to you. Aye, I don't, I don't think so. We'll come to you first, Franny. Uh, aye, I'm going the current crop in McGregor or Rayleigh or Hattie. Uh-huh, aye. Um, Jed? What is went sideways? What, what's happened? I don't know. What's happened to Jed? Can, Can you, you hear us, Jed? Jed? Oh, you'll need to drop out and Can come I... back in, Jed. Right, we'll I'll just come to you, up. Anthony, then. I take it I'm not allowed to mix them up. If only we could do that right now with the team. <laughs> yeah. You had, that oh. last week. you had that chance last week to do that. Uh, hi. <laughs> I, take, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to do this based off of the difference between Brown and McGregor of which one of the two I like most as individual footballers. I'm going to make those two decide my, my winners here. Um, technically, McGregor is a better footballer for me, so I'm going to go with the current crop. McGregor, Riley, Hattie. That, that's, that's, that's a fair. That's fair. What about you, Jed? Can the you hear us now? Yeah, con midfield. Uh, aye. Aye. Uh, listen, I have to agree with that. Purely, just based on what type of, or who do I like to watch more, who have enjoyed watching more, and that has to be the current crop. You could argue, are they better, are they not? But for me, that's who I enjoy watching more, so that's why they would get my vote. Um so that's fine. That makes for an interesting tie in the uh, quarter final because it will be Brown, McGregor, and Rogic versus um, McGregor. He's up against his cell. Hattati and O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Bear with, guys. I'm not typing, I'm a pen and paper type of guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so we'll move on to game three, and we're at 54 minutes, so this could be a long <laughs> one tonight. <laughs> Monday night day, I know. Um, game three is uh, Jan Venegur and McDonald and Samaras, who have three Scottish Cups, three League Cups and seven League titles between them, and they are pitted against Paul Lambert, Craig Burley and Phil O'Donnell, who have uh, three Scottish Cups, two League Cups and six League titles between them. Um, I'll come to yourself first, Jed. Uh, Jan Venegur, McDonald and Samaras as a three. Um, certainly, Venegur and McDonald as a two were I thought they linked up really well. Uh, obviously, Venegar with the flick ons, McDonald picking up, picking up the the scraps and stuff like that. But even then, I, I know they didn't always play as a three. We can't, we can't. We, I couldn't really get guys that played as threes, as I explained earlier, as a constant. Um, but I tried my best. Uh, but that as a three, um, how do you think they worked? I mean. If- when, you, when I think of Scott McDonald, he, first and foremost, I think of the you know two thousand and five 
when he scored the, the goal for Motherwell to stop us winning the league. But when he came when he came to us, he was a, a fantastic signing. I mean, it was 88 games, 51 goals. So he was. If you look at some of the goals he scored in Europe, the the goal he scored in the New Year game at Ibrox, the one, I think it was 1-0 in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he, he scored some fantastic goals, Scotland. Don. And then big Jan Venegor, he scored the winning goal just after Tony Burns died for us to win the league up in Tanadice. So that'll go down. Right. And also, mm-hmm. we, we can all remember. And Samaras again, I mean, he, the story, I'm sure it was Neil, when Samaras scored the two goals at Ibrox, one was a penalty. Um. Lennon was, mm-hmm. was was Lennon the manager then? I think he was. Uh, I think he was. I uh, he was. And he, I'm sure he asked um, Gordon Strachan for advice, and Strachan says play Samaras in that game. Aye, and Samaras outstanding in that game. So he was, you know, he, Aye, he was. So he a lot of good memories ago. He scored against Kilmarnock as well, taking it from their own half. Uh so yeah. When you look at all three of them, they probably wouldn't go down as the greatest strikers we've had. But when you look at the stats, Jan Venegor of Esselin, 78 games, 34 goals. Samaras, 156 and 48 goals. But when Samaras played out in the wing, quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. So he, he wasn't an out-and-out striker like the other two. Aye. So, so, Samaras was, he was one of the most frustrating guys that I've mm-hmm. ever seen at Celtic because you yeah. knew he had all the ability in the world. He showed it in shades, fits and starts. When he when he did do it, when he was in the mood, he was sometimes unplayable. Like that that goal he scored at Ibrox that he touched upon Jed there. When yeah. he picks it up out wide and he just runs by about two or three guys like they weren't there. It was a phenomenal goal. He had that in his locker obviously and then the other two linked up well. They, they couldn't run with the ball like Samaras did but um uh, Anthony, I'll just come to you on day three. Uh, yeah, very good, Sammy and Skippy. Um, yeah. You said it with Sinclair earlier, uh, how he's that one player that you, you remember who were signing, you thought, yeah, we're getting that kind of, that, that big signing, that guy who's just got to come in and do the job sort of thing. And for me, that was kind of we Jan Venegar of Hessling. I remind where we were getting linked with him. And um, maybe this is football manager days coming back to to, to fruition for me. But when we were saying Jan Venegar, I always remember thinking that's the kind of signing we want to be making. And um I think he's an absolute quality player. Unfortunately for Jan Venegar, it took him about four games to get up to speed every time he got injured and he got injured every four games or so. So <laughs> he, he was constantly in that little cycle of just getting matched up. <laughs> looking superb and then getting injured again um, Scott McDonald as an individual Jed mentioned obviously the, the goal against us for Motherwell it took a lot of time for a lot of Celtic fans to get over that uh, some people still Aye. haven't um, I never spoke for about 24 hours <laughs> <laughs> someone's going to blame you um, <laughs> when you look at McDonald's record at Celtic he was an actual goal scorer um, his games against Milan and stuff uh, it doesn't need to be said too much. He, his numbers backs up why we signed him and why Gordon Strachan put faith in him. Samaras, for me, much like your Forest conversation earlier, uh, having a soft spot for him, 
he gets the club stolen over it. No, I am not. Mm-hmm. Um, Samras gets the club with the, the whole BG thing, the the fact that he, he took charity to heart and all the rest that he really bought into the ethos of the club. And he's one of those guys who, who's always going to be welcome back at Celtic Park whenever he decides to show up, whenever that may be. I think the three of them are really likeable characters. Um, but they didn't quite hit the heights of other trios that we've already mentioned so far. Um, I'm not going to lay down my marker just yet about this matchup, but if you look against Dembele, Sinclair and Forrest, these three don't come anywhere close. Aye, aye. No, I would agree with that. And it, I mean, you look at this matchup and you would probably have to say whoever goes through probably won't win it, but um, they're all... They're all good players in their own right. Um, Franny, just quickly on that three before we move on to the, the other three. Uh, they're all done their own We thanks to the game and stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I think he was back in, like, he's one of the top men. I think he's one of the last sort of players that you were maybe competing with that, at that level for kind of sort of sought after players. Cause I think he had a good goal record. He was in the Dutch squad and stuff. And it was a time where you were you could sort of compete and get that get that level of player. And he obviously scored um, two goals against Man United. Was it two? I think he scored two against Man United or one against Man United in the, the game that they beat us down at Old Trafford. I think mm-hmm. he scored the, the opening goal or something in that game. He had like Jed touched on. He, he scored the goal uh, that won as a league on uh, after Tommy Burns had passed and stuff. He had that header at, uh, late on. Uh, against Rangers that I think was massive on the way to win in the league that season the, the 2-1 game I think the one where Robson scored the penalty and he scored the penalty in that game so I very good at his side I think like Anthony said he got injured a wee bit and stuff and I think that cause he never came to us as a young lad I think he was maybe 27, 28 when he came to us so it kind of started impacting him a bit I, I think as he's, he stayed at Celtic but McDonald's Guy cost me a hundred quid that day. I had to bet with a guy, my guy at work on the league. So, I take me, take me a wee while to get over, get over that fact. But again, Aye. I was with you that day when that happened. We won. I did it. Did it raging, raging. Um, I had just it was a top, top, top player when he came in. In all fairness to him, again he had a great goal against Rangers when he turned it in the chest, swivelled it, and volleyed it. Wow. Yeah, and Ibrox. Um. Obviously, the goal against Milan, it might only be a tap-in, but it, it's a winning goal in a Champions League game. I have followed was wasn't the most glamorous, but it, it was actually really, really good, in fairness. And Samaras is, is probably like Maeda is now. He's one of the boys that just could be absolutely unplayable, but absolutely dross as well. He's, there was no middle ground. We obviously got more technical ability in Maeda, and Maeda's obviously got more work rate, but I was just... It was one of the guys that was just when he was on, it was proper, proper. But he was never a world class player, but he was kind of, he was really, really good when he was when he was on it on his day. Aye, aye, it was it was phenomenal. And I just we talked about um, Jan Venegar scoring that last minute goal against Rangers. It just reminded me when that goal went in. I was in the commercial watching it, and I smashed a wall light with my head <laughs> and <I> jumped up. <laughs> And I, I think that's. I'm going to actually put that down to why I have mind blanks on the podcast every so often. <laughs> but um, we'll move on to the the next three, uh, which is again Lambert, Burley, and O'Donnell. Um, again, didn't always play as a three, but um, just 
talk about about them, Franny. Uh, well, again, I don't know. I think really probably a wee bit ahead of his time and stuff when he came in. I thought he was a really, really good man. I feel very cultured with the left foot and stuff. A great engine on, great energy. Um, and then you've obviously got Burley. I thought he was a massive signing on. It was obviously when we signed him, I th- I, there wasn't any such thing as the transfer market. We signed him before the turn of the year, but it turned in massive for that uh, season when we stopped to 10 and stuff. He obviously scored the, in the New Year game. Um, and then, fun enough, Lambert obviously scored an absolute wonder goal in that game. But again, it was another one that kind of came later on in Van Janssen's season. But when you actually, you actually think about it, you're actually signing a Champions League winner. It's... Paul Lambert was an absolute brilliant, brilliant football player. Absolutely nah. brilliant football player. So that that midfield three, when you think, oh, another one necessarily is a three, but they three, Craig Burley was a, a top player in the, the, the APL at the time. I think we got him for, for Derby when we signed him. Father Donald was obviously top player in a, a domestic league. Um, mm-hmm. And I say you're signing a Champions League winner. It's, it's a no bad three. It's, it's decent to be fair uh, and as you say Craig Burley came in sort of mid-season uh, wasn't the January window or that then but um, he he turned out to be what Jesse Lingard could be this January window <laughs> 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 I'm joking I'm joking but Jed just uh, quickly talk about the guys uh, Lambert Burley and O'Donnell well I think they guys definitely have a special place in my heart because they did stop 10. Um, yep. as, as Franny mentioned, the goals in the New Year game, I, what what I really remember about that game, I actually went away with a crowd of guys that were flipping me. I went, I went away on Boxing Day, Tenerife, and I can remember watching the game. And there was eight of us there, seven Celtic fans and one Rangers fan. And... It was Martin Tyler, I can always remember the commentary from Sky when that goal went in from Lambert because remember it was a temporary stand behind the goal. Mm-hmm. I think we called it the Bosnia stand, I think at the time. It was just phenomenal. Probably the that goal Paul Lambert scored, in my opinion, one of the greatest goals for the club ever. Aye. Because of the what it meant at the time and what it actually what it done for us that season. Like Burnley was phenomenal. 64 games, he played 20 goals for a midfielder. Some, it's a great return. I'm sure, Anthony, remember you meant did he not score against Dundee United in the League Cup final at Ibrox? I'm sure he Burnley did. Aye, yeah, did, 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 did I? Yeah. Uh, great. Phil O'Donnell, unfortunately, had quite a bit of injuries when he was at the club, but he was a very gifted player. And yeah, I mean, Lambert. How much would you need to pay for that guy if he was playing just now? Uh, he was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, especially off the back of winning a Champions League. Um, yeah. but I, I, I always had a soft spot for Phil O'Donnell. I remember when he came in, I was, I think I was only about 11 at the time, but I just, I, I always remember Celtic signing him because I liked him as a player uh, before he came to us and he scored in his debut. Uh, and again, it always sticks in my head because uh, I'm sure it was against Partick Thistle. And he's hit it for sort of the angle of the box into the obviously mm-hmm. the far corner. Um, I can I, I can remember I was at school camp at the time. I think and uh, would me and my mate had one of the or my mate had one of the the watches. You could change the channels. We were we were in Dixon's changing the channels and the tellies. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> thought it was hilarious, eh? <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, aye, uh, just, just we things like that supporting Celtic, they always start with daft memories as well. Yeah. Um, but Anthony, uh, just quickly speak about the guys uh, before we go to the vote. Again, as the guys have mentioned, said when you're looking at Lambert, he's a Champions League winner coming from Dortmund. You don't get much better than that at that time in our in our career uh, in our history. Sorry, Burnley's coming from Chelsea. See what you want about Chelsea, but you know coming from the EPL at the time, it's again it's a it's a big signing for us. O'Donnell, um, I'm going to lump him in with the Jan Vinegar kind of conversation. Just always injured, wasn't he? Uh, at most times, I think the running joke we us at the days was he would get injured just walking on and off the, the team bus somehow. Um, it's a tough one between the, the two teams, but this three as a trio has to go down, as Jed says. It's going to go down as memory as the, the trio that stopped the 10 sort of thing, that midfield three. And um, you don't get much better than Lambert and Bowley or Lambert and Butler, as they were nicknamed at some point as well. Aye, that's right, aye. <laughs> well remembered. Um, but aye, listen, for, I mean, for that reason alone, the guys stopping the 10, uh, I think when they're up against that other three, I think they get my vote. Um, but Jed, just come to you, what's your, what's your vote? Definitely Lambert, Butler and O'Donnell, without a doubt. Aye, uh, and... Franny? Aye, same, same. It's got to be the three, mate. It's got to be the three. Unanimous, Anthony? Yeah, likewise. Yeah, aye. aye. Thought so. I telegraphed that pre pod. The cruise that in the comments as well, mate. Yeah. Aye. Aye, I thought it was. Aye, sorry, I forgot to ask about that. No, that's Apologies. Fine. That's fine. Lambert, Barley, O'Donnell. Uh, right, so that uh, what are we on here? Aye, that's right. Um, right, so that takes us on to game four. Uh, and game four is Jota, Kyogo, and Maeda. Three Scottish Cups, five League Cups, six League titles between them, and they will be up against. And this is a very, very tasty one. It's Tough call. Hooper, Commons and Stokes. Six Scottish Cups, two League Cups and 11 League titles. This is this is a tough one. Again, different types of front three. They all bring different sort of attributes. But um, we'll start with Jota, Kyogo and Maeda. Franny, talk about the guys a wee bit. Well, Maeda is, is one of the players that's just... It feels like he's got no football ability, but you'd always have him in your team. Just, I think Brendan Rodgers said it so He's got the work rate of two guys, and he's obviously got goal. He, he seems to be the master of sort of uh, scruffy goals at times and stuff. It's, at the early part of his Celtic career, there wasn't he? Doesn't seem to ever hit the ball great, but there's clearly a player in him. Ange wanted to get him earlier than, than he did, and things. So I think he's very on. Un- I don't know if he is underappreciated. I think the fact that he sometimes looks ungame on the ball goes against him, but I think he is a really, really good good player, top professional. Um, Jota, just it was what you what you want in a Celtic player. He's, he's that bums-off-seats type player. Um, probably similar to 
it came. You, you, you didn't know what you were getting when it was coming with a bit of reputation. He obviously just felt he had a, a point to prove. And I just, again, another guy that seemed to score. He big moments. He's obviously got the, I think he was intelligent enough to know when type of celebrations he was doing and things like that. He's had iconic moments in the sense in, in some of his celebrations in big games, I think. I think some of it was pre-planned and stuff. Um, if he scored, they knew what he was going to do in that, in that set day and things. And then Kyogo, what can they... What can you do? Say about this guy's. So he's got seven goals this year against this calendar year against Rangers. Um, some of them in the cup final, scoring in semi-finals, scoring home, scoring away. It's he's doing it. I think. I think he's the only player to score in seven consecutive games against them and stuff. Or well, not score score seven goals in a calendar year uh, against Rangers. It's the guy's absolutely brilliant. It's I don't know what more you can say about Kyle, but it's. I know folk are saying he's not really hurt the heights of last season, but I think if you actually look at his numbers, he's, he's there or thereabouts in goals and what he was last season at this point. I think he's only about two or three out. Obviously, it's not great going eight or nine games without a goal and stuff, but I think, I think Kyle was top. I think he's top. Oh, he is. No doubt about it. And I mean, certainly him and Jota are two brilliant technicians of the game. Um and Maeda, his work rate is like unrivaled in world football. Um, but Jed, I'll just come to you in the three. Yeah, I mean, like I say, Jota, Maeda, Kyogo Maeda, because that's relatively just last year. I mean, Kyogo, 78 games, 47 goals. That speaks for itself. Mm. For a guy to come from Asian Japanese football, Phenomenal. Hooper again, what a finisher that boy was. You know, mm-hmm. what was it Scunthorpe we got him from? Uh, I think it was, right. You know, 95 games, 63 goals. Um, Commons was a great signing for us, but it turned a bit mm-hmm. bad near the end when you hear some of the rumours mm-hmm. what, what he was doing in the dressing room. With the, you know, so that, that went against them. Stokes again. He had a lot of off-field problems, but again, he was good for the club. Very good. And again, he did have a good strike there. 135 games, 58 goals. Stokes. Mm-hmm. But uh, the only one that we Jordan Kyogo, it's Maeda because he had a miss. But as Franny says earlier, the guy just runs all day. Duracell batteries. So I, I think it's going to be quite easy for me to decide what, what three I'm going to go for. Aye, aye. But I'll wait. Um, eh? What, Jed? I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, Anthony, Jed's touched on both sets there. But let's just, you, you do that as well. Because uh, I feel like we're, we could be here all night otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this rate, the missus might, uh, might not let me in the bedroom with this. Um, yeah, let's go that route. I'll try and touch them both, especially because I'm, I think I'm the last one here before we turn it over to the second half of it. Um, Jota Kyogo Maeda, for me, the fresh in the memory, the, the, the all technically really pleasing on the eye when they're the best. Uh, I have to add that because of Maeda, unfortunately. Um, Pest, I'd swap him out for a badder if we're going to pick a tree of them last year. But we'll take them as they are. Um, against Hooper, Commons and Stokes, 
the the bad taste in my mouth from Chris Collins just hangs a little bit too much for me. Um, I think he was a great player. I think technically left foot especially, but both foot he was really technically quite great. Guy Hooper would walk into this side um, all day long. Um, Anthony Stokes, again, he had the world at his feet at times. Uh, Arsenal at one point as a youth player. And he didn't quite hit the height that he wanted to. Um, coming to Celtic was probably one of the best moves he could ever make. And he, he scored plenty of goals. He's in our top 100 goal scorers and all, all that kind of numbers. I think the three of them played well in a Neil Lennon side that needed that bit of, how do you say it? Well, take a Neil Lennon word, a bit of thunder about them. They had that bit of arrogance about them and confidence in it um, to be able to to do what they did getting into the last 16 I think the three of them did at one point as well but yeah I'm, I'm with Jen I think it's obvious what way we're going to go here and uh, it's going to be a, a more modern trio I think mm-hmm. Right well to be honest with you I, I love Jota I think he's a tremendous player I would agree with what a lot of folks say and that Kyogo is Probably the best since Larson, arguably. And then I, I love my Ada's work rate. But for me, I would my, my vote would go to Hooper, Commons and Stokes purely for what they did on a European level eh, and a wee bit more longevity compared to the, the current, well, not the current, but certainly the more modern trio. So my vote would go Hooper, Commons and Stokes. Um eh, before I get yours, Franny, what's the general consensus and the comments on this one? Mate, it's even. It's actually you've just taken it even there. now. poker. I would say poker just mixed with it a wee bit. Aye. So what's, what, who are you going with? Uh, um, like the 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 older three, your your Commons, um, Hooper and, and Stokes, all got great players. I think it was rumoured that Rangers tried to get Commons and we got him in. And, Ends up scoring two goals, I think, in his first game against them and stuff. And Hooper just seemed to score goals for fun in, in any games. And Stokes, Stokes was a bit of a maverick. He had the had all the ability in the world and stuff. And probably could have taken his game, like Anthony says, to levels that he didn't. But maybe it was just off the field things that, that got in the way. But I, for me, I think I'm maybe as a wee bit recently biased. But I think I'm I'm going with a Jota Kyogre maybe on this one. Fair enough. And uh, did I get your vote, Anthony? No. no. Uh, no. Not quite, but yeah, I'm no. going to go with the modern view. Um, right. My aye, either, aye. I, I don't rate him overall as a player, but as a three, as a trio, yeah, I'm going to go with the, the current three. Well, sorry. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And Jed? Yeah, the same as Franny and Anthony. Yes. Okie doke. Uh, so I take it that takes them over the, the line. Uh, so mm-hmm. to speak. So Jota, yeah. Kyogo, Maeda. Yes. They're in. They're in, mate. Right, OK. So we'll move on. What I'm going to do, right, because it is taking a wee while, this, um, obviously it won't take as long because it's less uh. uh, sort of games in the next rounds, but I'll just maybe ask, I'll, I'll know Ashies to talk about every single one of them. Uh, each 
I'll, mm-hmm. I'll split it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next game five is um, Paul McStay, Peter Grant, and Tommy Burns. Uh, 12 Scottish Cups, 2 League Cups, and 11 League titles between them. And they're up against, this is a tough one as well, <laughs> Moravchik, Larson, and Viduka. Three Scottish Cups, five League Cups, and six League titles. Um, Jed, I think you're the man to start with this one on the McStay, Grant, and Burns. Yeah, I mean, Paul McStay, probably one of the greatest midfielders that the club's ever had. Uh, just unfortunately, the time when he was with us in the 90s, we were terrible. But mm-hmm. what a player. Peter Grant got a lot of stick, you know, I think just to had to blame somebody, so Peter Grant got it a lot. And Tommy Burns, I don't think there's anything I can say about this guy that we don't all all fans know, even people who didn't even see him playing, what that guy means to the club. He will go down in folklore for what he done for this club. And he played, when he was a manager, he probably played some of the best football I've ever seen when he was manager. So he was. Aye. Oh, I certainly did, aye. As a hard one. Um, but then when you put up against the other guys, but I'll leave that now. Aye. Well, listen, I'll not ask uh, yourself to talk about McStay, Grant and Burns, Franny, because I think your your memories will be less less than vague, <laughs> let's mm-hmm. say. But uh, your memories... Memorable, to be fair. Uh-huh, your memories on Moravchik, Larson and Viduka. I mean, just it's all just it's all good. I mean, obviously Moravchik came in and it was it was one of the ones going. Why are we saying this thirty-three-year-old overall? Probably all like Hugh even saying, "Who is this guy?" But oh my God, what a player did we sign! And you've just got to Hi. think of it going. How was he? I think he was at Marseille. I think and he's got. I think he just seemed to jerk about in France. But it was like, how was he never at the top level? How was he never up there of that kind of ability? Because even at this day, I don't even think he knows what foot he's, he's better when he obviously had a wee uh-huh. bit of showboating about him where obviously I think it was against Hearts at Parkhead where he controlled it with his arse and things like that and it's he obviously scored in the 5-1 game. I think that was his debut. It was certainly one of his first games anyway. And he just, scored two. Just, uh, he scored two, he scored a header. He scored the first, mm-hmm. like a, one of his left foot, then a header. Uh-huh. And he's just standing there asking him, what's, what's going on here? What's going on? It was... I Moravchik was just an absolute wonderful, wonderful football player. Um, Larson, well, certainly my generation, <laughs> uh, the best Celtic player there's ever I've, I've ever seen. Nevdo ever come close to him. And um, what that guy achieved at us is just absolutely frightening. When you think, I know he was here for seven a bit seasons, but it was in reality played for five and a half when he missed. Obviously, a good spell with, with a leg break and stuff, and you, you consider his goal return, um, what he's uh, where he's when he scored the games and things like that. So it's, uh, he was he was absolutely brilliant. And then Viduka, he was a guy that uh, came in for Crucia's Agreb, and it was a guy that I I was really excited about saying because again he was just seen a bit of the Champions League back then. He was a, a really good player and. Obviously, went a wee bit able, I think, for about three months before he actually kicked a right. ball for us. Um, but Brandy, again, on, a... on that, sorry to butt in, just to no, right. 
that guy's no right. Kyogo has a strike rate of 0.6 every game. Okay, so far. Mm -hmm. Henrik Larson was 0.76%. Okay? Mm -hmm. Every game. Baduka, 
as it would be. Um, yeah, those three fantastic. Well, those two players fantastic. Madrid, we don't say too much about, but still, goal scoring record unbelievable. Aye, I, I mean, Luba Moravchak, Fran, you talked about his two goals against Rangers, and he didn't quite know what he'd sort of what he'd done, kind of thing. And it was that's similar what Hatati done when he scored the the two goals in the three 0 game. Uh, he was the same; he didn't quite know what he'd done. But um, I, I mean, we'll move on quickly on to what the general consensus is uh, in the comments. As regards that matchup, uh, I, th- I I don't know if it's maybe just the the age demographic, but uh, your your next day Grant and Burns are cruising a wee bit here. They're cruising. They're cruising right. I mean that's bit. fair enough. Listen, you, you, what I what I would say is, if I'd seen more of them, I would probably vote them, at, and because of their longevity and what they mean to the club, what they what the club means to them, it means as much to them as what it does to a, a fan. Sure, it was Tommy Byrne says he's just a fan that got lucky. Um, might be misquoting him, but I think it was him. Um, so uh, I, I thought that. Um, so I mean, I'm go. I'm I'm just going to vote Moravchik, Larson, and Viduka because I've seen more of them. But I mean, I, I would not argue against uh, putting McStay, Grant, and Burns through. Um, Jed, I think probably I know what your vote is going to yeah, be, but I'm going to be. Just for sending me because of it, young, you know, I started uh-huh. going my dad to me in the seventies, and then obviously when I started going myself in, in the eighties, McStay and Tommy Burns, and so that's they're going to get my my vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Anthony, I when this came out, I I thought, how the hell do you not vote for McStay, Grant, and Burns? Because if I don't vote for McStay and Burns. Somebody's going to crucify me as not being a Celtic fan. But the more <laughs> you talk about Larson, Lubo, and even Viduka, ignore his attitude. Yeah, I'm going to go with the, the younger vibe here, and I'm going to pump for Larson, Lubo, and Viduka. Right. And Franny? Uh, I am I'm something, Anthony, but it's it's more an age thing. I think it's more an Aye. age thing with me picking, the, picking that three, but I am, so I'm having to go Viduka, Larson, but I've checked, but I but think it's that's, sorry. Is it, is it still, but way, way, it's tighter now. It's tighter now. Aye. So it's who, tighter who would you say is edging it? Um, McStay, Grant, and Burns. Right. I'm happy to put them through if, if, if uh, the there, commenters. There are a couple up, like. Because I would up. like the commenters to get more more of the final say than Aye. just ourselves. Um, mm. So I'm happy to put them through. Right, McStay, with Grant, the, and with Burns. the commenters, uh, they were running away with me. <laughs> Aye, was, right, we'll go McStay, Grant and Burns. Mm-hmm. At least when we get to the next stage, because we've spoke about them all, it will be quicker than yeah. it, next round. Aye, aye, definitely, that's what I was thinking. I, I knew that we could cover them properly in this one and then sort of yeah. reel through them a bit quicker in the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are we at there? So game six, so we've got three more, three more matches <laughs> <to go. laughs> Uh, before we move on to the quarterfinals, <laughs> uh, so game six. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we'll just we'll just vote quick. <laughs> um, game six is Lenin, Lambert, and Petrov. Uh, nine Scottish Cups, seven League Cups, and thirteen League titles, and they are up against again McStay, Grant, but this time John Collins is in amongst it. 
Eh, Aye, there you go. That's that. <laughs> eh, seven Scottish Cups, one League Cup, and five League titles. Um, Jed, I'll just come to you again on the McStay Grant Collins one. Eh, obviously, you've spoken about McStay and Grant, so talk about John Collins. Yeah, me and got him from Hibs, you know, I think Rangers tried to get him, but uh, if memory says him right, I, I think his father had said, no, under no circumstances will you be playing for Rangers. So he came he came to Celtic. And when you look, sort of, I've, I've been preparing for this. Believe it or not. <laughs> uh, Collins. Believe it or not, John's caught again. He came to the club when we were we were poor. It was before Fergus McCann took over. It was near the end. He's still playing. He only he only has one major honour with the club, which Aye. is very surprising. Uh, but a phenomenal what a gift their left foot he had, you know, both for Celtic and Scotland. And then he went he went to Monaco as well. Um, he did have in Fulham, I think. So he had a good career, but he was a he was a great player. Just unfortunately, time and when he first signed for us. We were a poor team. Aye. You were a... I, I, that's what it comes down to. It was, it yeah. was timing. It, even when he left, I think the, the timing he left and then was it the following season we, we probably... Yeah, th- yeah he, left, we won he, this. Left, he left. It was 90 to 96 he was here. And then we started... Aye. He went we started. McCann was in but then. So we started... Aye. To... Okay. Aye, so yeah. it was a, a timing thing, a bit like Paul McStay as well, yeah. um, but I uh, John Collins, I mean, he was a phenomenal player. When when I first started going to the games, it was uh, Craney, uh, Galloway and guys like that, and then John Collins was in the, come into the team and stuff and I, I always remember the goal he scored at Ibrox, the free kick. I don't think we had any fans in that day. No, none. Uh, I think it was one each on the day, um, but that I don't think it was Gorman goals that day. I don't remember the goalie's name, but um, it was a phenomenal free kick and no keeper. No, even I don't even think Gordon would have saved it that day. Um, but I'll come to yourself, Anthony. We'll just uh, talk about, we've spoke about Paul Lambert. Uh, obviously, speak about that three, but uh, obviously Lennon and Petrov in particular. Yeah, keep Lambert in there. Let's go back again to the uh, Lambert and Burley uh, kind of days we were done as well. Lambert continued that through from the late 90s into the early 2000s. He almost kind of continued. I'm not going to say he carried anybody. He did not at all because the other two are phenomenal players as well. But he continued that transition between it and it was almost seamless for the midfield trio. trio. Um, they complement each other really well. One thing I want to pick up on with Petrov, does anybody remember one year? I can't remember the season, but we tried it out. About maybe three or four times where free kick where Petrov would oh, hang just, way out to the side and we just laid it off like 15 yards out to him. And, <laughs> and it, it worked like three times and then never done it again. And I was like, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Petrov, did me, they know did they know do that in Chiran against Juventus? I think so, and it about five awesome, yeah. I think that's where yeah. it started. And it just started all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it did work a few times and then just that, that was it, stopped it. Um, <laughs> had, had its moment. Uh, Petrov for me and the three of those was the most gifted player, I think. Um, Lambert obviously came with his reputation from Dortmund in the, the Champions League one, but Petrov as a as a player was the the most gifted one of the three there, and I, I think he, he deserves good mentions, especially considering what he came through later on in his career as well. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Petrov is Petrov. I absolutely loved Petrov. He was a fantastic player, um, and he came in before. Obviously, I think well Lambert was in at the time, but before Lennon. But then to to go into a midfield with a two, it just brought him on leaps and bounds. Uh, Franny, just quickly, you talk about them before we go to the vote. I said Lennon Lambert. I also spoke about Lambert and stuff. Um, Petrov, I think it was John Barnes that brought him brought him in. It could have been totally different for for Petrov if if it didn't if it wasn't for Martin O'Neill. I think it was like a famous story that Petrov actually spelled English by hanging about a burger van. Obviously, it didn't help his waistline. I think, but I think actually managed to sort of pick up the language because I think back then it wasn't really the dumb thing to sort of integrate boy like foreign players. He was also a young young boy that had came over. I think he came over with. Somebody else, but I don't know if we didn't sign that other boy at the time or something. You'd sort of bring guys in trial, but Petrov was an absolute, absolute ridiculous, ridiculously good player. Just a typical box to box player, plenty of energy, and had to dig about him. Like there wasn't many Martin O'Neill players that didn't know how to look after themselves. Um, and obviously Lennon was Lennon was one of them as well. We just it was, I think it was no great secret that. Martin O'Neill wanted Neil Lennon in and it was I think he even said after he got like Chris Sutton, he wanted Chris Sutton and Lennon was sort of the final final piece and I think Lennon was one of the ones that he probably wouldn't necessarily win you a game but he certainly would win the loss he just got the ball and gave it away broke up the game so well just not your sort of a not his most glamorous player but just I top 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 player Aye he was and as I say they, they three complemented each other really well um, but we'll go to the vote what's the what what's it looking like in the comments it's fairly tight but the most recent one Lennon Lambert and Petrov are just just winning not very many aye for me it has to be Lennon Lambert and Petrov the 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 trophies they won they got to a European final for me they get my vote um, Anthony yeah, um, fully agree with you there, Ross. Um, if I had to, I'd argue the fact that the comments made us pick McStay and Grant previously. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, getting to the the UEFA Cup final, yeah, totally that that three Lennon Lambert and Petrov. Right, and and Jed yourself. Yeah, Lennon Lambert Petrov. Right, Franny, my assistant. Uh, I think it's it's a clean sweep here. I think Ross for for Lennon Aye. Lambert and Petrov here. Yeah. Aye. Especially since McStay and Grant are already in, so yes, uh, they're going to be playing themselves in the next round as well. I know, I know. (laughs) Excuse me. Right, so we're we're moving it along a wee bit quicker now. (laughs) Um, So, right, this is a. I I don't know. I I think it'll be unanimous, but let's see. Mm. Uh, So, game seven is um, John's Jimmy Johnston. Stevie Jammer. Uh, <laughs> uh, I as I. <laughs> right, right there. There we go. Jimmy Johnston, Stevie Jammers, Bobby Lennox. Uh, 15 Scottish Cups, 14 League Cups, 24 League Titles, and three European Cups between them. Uh, and they're up against Scott Brown, Victor Winyama, and Joe Ledley. Um, 
Jed will come to you first on Johnson Chalmers Lennox. I've no uh, much memory of the guys, but I, I mean, they speak I for themselves. Obviously, I did go to my first game and Jimmy Johnson was still playing. I think my first game was in 1975 and my dad took me. Uh, right. Lennox, I, I can remember him as well. Uh, Chalmers, I can't because he left the club in 1971. But with the Lisbon Lions, that speaks for itself. We move on. I know it's that's the, that I know it's plain and simple. It, it's it's not to say that they'll win the th- the whole thing, no, but no. Um, they're lesbian lines, and as as you say, it speaks for itself. Uh, Franny, Anthony, you agree with that? That just sort of speaks for itself. Yeah, I mean, no offense to one Yam and Ledley, but you know, yeah. two of the other three are in the top five goal scorers of all time and all three have won the European Cup of 67. Do we see anything else? I know, Correct. I know. Um, but Franny, yeah, just out of respect, we'll talk about uh, Wanyama and Ledley <laughs> because they, they did do well for the club, um, but it's a bit of a, a... I don't even think Wanyama could kill these giants. No, I think uh, even yeah. even yeah, I'll be struggling. That obviously the comments have been covered, and I've, I've yet to see one for for uh, or, or Brown and Yama and uh, Scott Le- uh, uh, Joe Ledley. But when Yama was a guy again, a total unknown that came in um, and just absolutely bossed it. Just a young boy, just absolute powerhouse of a midfielder. Um, obviously he'll have that goal against Barcelona always his record as well we have that memory from us but it was just an absolute absolute beast and Joe Ledley another top player that was probably touted a lot of teams down in England but we managed to secure him on a, a free transfer and again similarly instead of probably a Philadelphia a very cultured cultured football player that got box to box and again scored big goals he obviously had scored one against Rangers as well that Kenny help cement us in on a t- uh, on our way to win another title but I think it was as much as all uh, my memories are only face stories from my dad for the first three and, and things like that and obviously the old videos and uh, YouTube clips and things like that but I, I don't think it mattered what, what three you put you would have had to put three other Lisbon lines against these to really make it a contest uh-huh. I guess I know I mean when Yama <laughs> and Joe Ledley both scored two of the most memorable back post headers each. One against Barcelona, one against Rangers. Um, phenomenal goals, but no even that can get their vote against Johnson Jammers and Lennox. <coughs> um, I don't even need to ask you guys. I think we all know our vote. I think <laughs> we all know the vote in the comments. Yeah. I, yes. I'll yeah. be honest, Ross, I don't think I've seen a vote for the other three yet. <laughs> no. So we'll, <laughs> we'll go uh, Johnson Chalmers Lennox. Right. So that brings us on to the final game of this long, arduous round. I apologise, guys. Hopefully, it will last too much longer. I know it's a Monday. It would probably be better doing this on a Friday night when we're in a beer, but it's just the way it's worked out eh, in terms of availability and stuff like that. But game eight is um, Larson, Hartson and Sutton. Again, right up there. Eh, 
with the, 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 the three that's just got through. Uh, they have got seven Scottish Cups, four League Cups and 11 League titles between them. And they are up against the aptly named Three Amigos, which is where this trio's idea came from. Um, just the Three Amigos. But uh, they've, I mean, <laughs> they guys are cult heroes. They've got one Scottish Cup between the three of them, yeah. <laughs> which is not a great haul. But um, what's I? He did I? I to 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 end the barren spell. Um, but Jed, I'll just come to you on Van Huydonk, the Canyon Cadet, uh, in your memories of them. Well, both Cadet, the Canyon Cadet was only here for a season, um, and. Again, Cadet, 37 games, Cadet and 30 goals. Phenomenal. Um, Van Hoydonk, what a free kick taker he was. Aye. And Ticano, I mean, the goal, remember the goal he scored against Petodre, against Aberdeen, remember the goal boots, and then they went to Barrett and the raids absolutely thousands. But even for what they were, they were only the club a short space of time. No, another three for me. Aye, I mean, they guys, as we said, they're cult heroes. Actually, you said the Canio had only spent a season at the club, Jedi. Actually, it felt longer. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, um, it felt it longer than that to me, but I'm actually surprised to hear that it was only one season. The um, only a season. Aye, that's bizarre. Um, but listen, Franny, they were fantastic players. But when you pick them up against Larson, Hartson and Sutton, talk about the three. I mean, obviously it's a wee bit more recent for us. Obviously, really, really good memories. Obviously, the the first three was like Coy Donk, the Canon Cadet. Um, actually, was one of the first times I had a season ticket when my dad was when the guys were guys were sort of about. So it was it's a no bad time to have a have a ticket. Um, actually, they were just it's just. Thought they could have won more when you actually think about it, but either Larson, Hartson, Sutton. Obviously, Hartson came in a lot, uh, a lot later and stuff. I think Larson's actually on record as saying the Larson's played with your Ronaldinho's, your Etos of the world and stuff, and he's actually said Chris Sutton's the best striker he's played with. Probably more down to how the partnership uh, worked and stuff, but equally as well when you're sitting, you've got Larson and Sutton. The Martin O'Neill wasn't necessarily one for sort of a rotating. He was very rigid in his sort of a, the three-five-two, if you like, formation that he played. Um, so when you were signing Hartson again for six million, a lot of money back then, it was like, well, where's where's this going? And mm. Chris, he somehow managed to squeeze the three in a minute. Was Chris Sutton sometimes played at centre half, sometimes played in a yeah, kind midfield. of a sort yeah. of a, uh, midfield, but right. just. I think actually the song actually said said that about him. We just would would play any played anywhere and even at times played the, the two of them up together. You play two target men that just didn't seem but I know Hartson didn't they got off to a great start. I think it took him seven, eight games maybe before he got going, but I'm sure it was a hard trick mm-hmm. against Dundee United at Parkhead and just another one that just never looked back for that. So I it's as much as obviously the this idea came about for the the Appling and Free Amigos, I think I know where where this has gone. <laughs> aye, aye. I mean, as as difficult to because of the 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 period of time <coughs> the three amigos spent at the club, 
if they had spent a longer period of time and Rangers weren't as fucking strong as what they were, it, it might be a different story, this matchup, Anthony. But um, just quickly speak about both um, uh, trios before we go to the vote. Not much more needs to be said. Again, you look at Larson, he, he is who he is. He's the second top goal scorer in our history. He deserved that Champions League win with Barcelona because he deserved to win more with Celtic, i.e. the UEFA Cup. Um, you can't not see a Larson going through a round. So we didn't even let him go through in, in a previous one. So for me, he has to go through in this round. Um, that's no slight into Canu, Cadet and Van Hooydonk. My first memory, actually, well, not my first memory of Celtic, but one of the earlier memories I have of Celtic is that 95 Cup game against Airdrie where Van Hooydonk scores. And uh-huh. that kind of will make Pierre have a soft spot in my heart where I think he's a, a quality player. And even nowadays, we're talking about trying to sign his son at times, aren't we, young Sydney? Mm-hmm. Um but see, of that trio is aptly named as they are, the three amigos, and as quality as footballs as they, they are, they weren't my favourite at that time. It was Andreas Tom. I'm much oh, prepared Andreas oh, Tom yeah. over all three of them. Yeah. Aye. That goal he scored at Ibrox in the 3 3 is a sensational goal. But aye. Talking about when you're talking about Van Hoydonk's goal. Uh, in the cup final against Deirdre. That, that's one at all. It's not my earliest memory, but it's uh, one that really sticks in my mind. And you, you were you're sitting there, like I had never seen Celtic winning a trophy. Obviously, I was born when Celtic had won trophies in the 80s, but I was too young to remember that. I, I can't even mind the, the, the centenary season. Um, and that was the last time we had won uh, a trophy. But So when we won that, I was like, this is unbelievable. Like, I didn't think Celtic done things like this. It was just unheard of for me, so it was phenomenal. But um, I, that aside, Larson, Hartson and Sutton, what they've done for the club over a longer period of time, even Hartson, his goals, the amount of goals he scored for probably at times not being the go-to before Chris Sutton was phenomenal. But um, we'll go to the vote. I think it's going to be unanimous with us. But how's it looking in the comments, Franny? Fairly tight, mate. Fairly tight, but Larson, Hartson, Sutton are one and I. Right. Couple of votes so, back. and you, what are you going with? Uh, I've gone with uh, Larson, Hartson, Sutton. Has to be for me, mate. Uh, uh, is me. that always going with that? Yeah. All, all on. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yep. Aye. That's fair enough. And I, I'm sad to see them going out because they were what made born the idea, if you like, but um, aye, it has to be. And that's, um, I mean, let's be honest, Chris Sutton. What what a player he was for us! Aye, aye, tremendous player, tremendous. Right, so that uh, ties up the last sixteen, and it takes us into the quarterfinals. Um, so game one is uh, you don't need to bring the graphic up this time if you don't aye. want it. <laughs> um, but game one is Scott Brown. What? Aye, yeah, didn't anyway. Good lad. Uh, so it's Scott Brown. Cal McGregor and Tom Rogic, and they're up against Cal McGregor, Hattati and O'Reilly. Um, listen, we've spoke at length about oh. all. Aye, we've spoke at length about all the guys, but um, we'll get a wee couple of minutes just for guys to to vote. Um, and listen, we'll talk about Scott Brown, right? 
He was a captain. He played with Celtic for 14 years. He came up with some some big goals in that time. I don't know if you remember, <coughs> uh, Anthony. He scored a big goal at Kilmarnock that put us eight points clear. Uh, and he also scored one at home against Hamilton uh, that kept it. I think that put us two points clear. Two late goals, two huge goals in, in title races just to keep us going. Um, but for me... That's what Scott Brown was all about. He, he wasn't the most technically gifted footballer, but when the chaps were down, he came up with the goods for Celtic a lot of the time. He certainly did. He was the true definition <coughs> of a captain for, for Celtic for, for so many years as well. He, even when sometimes the manager was maybe getting a, a bit of a hard time, you could rely on Brown to to juvenate the team on, on the pitch and bring, a, bring, bring something out of them. Um, between the two sides, between the two trios here, if, are we asking that question just yet? Or are we waiting off? Um, no, that's that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll just speak briefly on Brown and then just give me what your vote would be between the two trios because we've spoke about McGregor Hattati and O'Reilly. I just wanted to touch on Brown because of what he, he done for the club. No, definitely. I mean, he will go down. We, people always have this conversation with some players like, what constitutes a legend? Is James Forrest a legend? As he know, is Scott Brown a legend? What does he need to do? Was a question a few years back for Scott Brown to be a Celtic legend. And I think winning an invincible treble as a Celtic captain kind of puts you at that uh-huh. level as being a legend. Okay, we've got the Lisbon Lions. They are the, the upper echelon of what a legend is as a collective. But Scott Brown as a captain is truly a legend of this club. Aye, I totally agree with that. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So, in terms of your vote, who are you going with? Brown, McGregor, Rogic, or I, McGregor? Brown, McGregor, Rogic. Uh, I, th- I think yep. if you pit, pit all three against each other, McGregor's McGregor, so they cancel each other out. Brown, Hattati, you take Brown every day of the week, and Rogic over O'Reilly on his game. O'Reilly aspires to be Rogic. I cannot disagree with that. Um, I'll just give you my vote. It's going to be Brown, McGregor, and Rogic as well. Uh, Jed, just b- briefly talk about Brown. Uh, any good memories you've got him, <clears> and <throat> give us your vote. Yeah, I mean, uh, Anthony. I thought Anthony spoke brilliant a bit about Brown. Um, yeah, he will go down as one of the true Celtic greats. And you've got to mind this guy came. Have, Rangers were after him. He was a Rangers fan, but he came to our club. And he was fantastic. And for it for it to come back, especially he says we all thought he was done. And Rogers first season, the invincible season, he was phenomenal. And you realise when he's not playing how much you miss him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great player. And that's why McGregor, Rogic and Brian will get my vote. Right. Fair enough. And Franny just talk about Scott Brown briefly and then we'll, we came at your voters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there's not really much more you could, you could add to what, certainly what Anthony said there, anyway, and obviously Jed just said there. But I just, Scott Brown just had so many, it just, it seemed to be able to read the moment so well as well, knew what to do at the right time of games, how he, whether that be attack, like a hard, solid challenge, or running with the ball, just, Whatever it was, just to maybe get the fan, maybe seeing reading the game, knowing it maybe wasn't 
it was turning against him. He could just do something that would get him, get him back. And I always remember, I, the, like, you've always got that one at Aberdeen as well, where I think about three boys had a go to manage it. One even rattles the ball against him. Now, it'd have been the easy thing just to stay down and be like, oh, pretend it was really sore. But he just got up and walked it off with a big, stupid smile on his face. I I just done that walk and you're like, it's just absolutely brilliant. It's like three of them have absolutely chopped them down and then one's rattled the ball against them and he's just got up and walked it up and you're like, that was just that. For me, that was Scott Brown in a nutshell. Aye, he, he lived for that that physical battle and, and wind up. That's that's what he was best at. He was oh. phenomenal. But your vote is obviously Brown, McGregor and Robert Jai. Right. Fine. And what's the... I take it it's pretty unanimous in the Ah, It's been pretty unanimous comments. in the comments as well, mate. Pretty unanimous right. in the comments. That's fine. So there, our first semi-finalists are Brown, McGregor and Rogic. Uh, moving on to the next uh, pairing, which is Lambert, Burley and O'Donnell. Aye, I don't know about that. It's fine, you don't oh, need yeah. to put it up because we've had <laughs> <laughs> Lambert, Burley and O'Donnell and they are up against Jota, Kyogo and Maeda. Now, I'll come to you, Jed. Um, the guys, again, vote in the comments who you think. Don't need to talk about anybody in particular, Jed. Just um, between the two, give us, we'll make a case for you, who you think should get should go through and give us your vote. Right, so Kyogo, I've just lost my wee notes here. I was ahead of myself there. Uh, just because of the flair side of it, even though Paul Lambert scored one of the most memorable goals for me um, to stop the 10 in the row, uh, Jota, because Jota and Kyogo's there, that that is it for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, going, I'm going to go for the the two Japanese guys in Jota. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, and Anthony, again, same as Jed, make a case for who you think should go through and obviously we'll, we'll get your vote yeah, off the back uh, of that. I'm going to say with Jed, with who's going through. Um, it's going to be the flair. I want to see a bit more. I know it seems like we're going for the modern, the easy route, this what's fresh, but I want to see a bit more flair. I'm trying to think of how my team would build up if I had midfield three and a midfield front. And I want to see a bit more play, a bit more entertainment. And and you, you get that with guys like Jota, uh, 100%. Okay, well, as we've already stated, with his numbers, his goals to ratios, it's, it's phenomenal. He's up there with one of the best so far. And guys, what you've got to remember as well, with Jota, Kyogo and Maeda, they came not really knowing who Celtic were. With the other three guys mm-hmm. that yeah. and for them to, to go on and do what they've done is phenomenal. Aye. Uh, listen, uh, as much as you said, Jed, Lambert and Burley and O'Donnell stopped the 10 yeah. and th- forever thankful for that. But again, it goes back to I'll vote for who I like to see playing the game more. And that for me is Jota, Kyogo and Maeda. Uh, and Franny, yourself... Uh, uh, surprisingly a bit of a landslide in this one and I, I'm going to have to stick with, with the general consensus because it, 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 it is a walk down to the, the flair side that I just the entertainer, entertainers obviously we talked about how well Anne's played football and stuff it, 
as we spoke, they three, Jota especially, Kyle go as well, but even Jota just was that, as I said, that player that you, was typical Celtic winger that just got you off your seat, could get a, go inside, go outside, get by a boy, and just how he sort of embraced the whole culture. Obviously, you've got the pictures and the brazen head, and before he actually signed it, it was it almost felt like he was playing a bit with his way, nearly in every Celtic top gone, playing football and things like that before he actually officially signed. So, I for me, it's it's got to be it's got to be Joy uh, Jota Kyle going my either for me, and it's Aye. it's that way in the comments as well. I've just got to say that I, I, it's no surprise <clears> really. Um, so the first semi-final is Brown, McGregor and Rogic and they will be up against Jota, Kyogo and Maeda. Uh, so to make up the next semi-final um, we'll, we're left with Paul McStay, Peter Grant, Tommy Burns and they're up against Lennon, Lambert and Petrov. And that's a tasty match-up. It's two midfield threes. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll just come back to yourself, Franny. Make your case as to who you think should go through and why? I mean, I'm, I feel it's a wee bit unfair, Ross, because <laughs> for all that I know, Paul McStay was fantastic, fantastic football. I didn't really, I, I feel Peter Grant was I don't know, I, maybe it's more because I was a younger lad when growing up watching the type of players playing that I just didn't think Peter Grant, I thought he was overrated, but it could be just the fact that we weren't really winning things. We weren't sometimes always winning games and stuff. So maybe basing it off, basing it off that and being a young lad and not really properly understanding football, if you like. But obviously Tommy Burns was just absolutely ridiculous football player. We actually think about it. You see some of the video clips and things like that. But for me, just because of what I know, I'm going to have to go in and Lambert and Petrov, mate. It's just right. simply because of who I've seen more often and in the flesh, if you like. I listen. I think that's that. I mean, it's fair. Paul McStay, you get called the maestro. Tommy Burns, mm. I've no really many memories of him, but what people tell me, fabulous player, absolute legends, legends of the club. But then you look at it and you go, well, so was Neil Lennon, gave everything as a manager as well. Um, Petrov, fab- fabulous technician. They got to a European final. Paul Lambert a European Cup winner. It might be because I've seen more of them, but it has to be Lennon, Lambert and Petrov that get my vote. Um, But Jed, make your case as to who you think should go through and why. I mean, look, I would love Paul McStay and Tommy Burns just, for me, epitomises everything about Celtic. Uh, I agree with what Peter Grant, probably, if there was another midfielder in there, said it, Peter Grant, I think mm-hmm. they would go through no problem. Uh, and only because Grant is there, I'm going to side with Lennon, Lambert and Petrov. And that isn't easy for me to say because of Paul McStay and Tommy Burns. Well, let me, let me ask you this, Jed, right? Because I might have got that, that trio wrong. Is there a player that you would put in beside McStay and Burns instead of Grant? If I remember right, Roy Aiken used to maybe push up to the midfield as well right, and, and help out. But yeah, it was predominantly Grant and McStay. And, and Peter Grant was a kind of fall guy for a lot of supporters. He did get a lot mm-hmm. of abuse and everyone like Peter the pointer just used to point. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, 
but you cannot take away what Lennon has done for this club. You know, 10 trophies as a manager and 11 as a player. Mm-hmm. Lambert for Stockton for what he done and Petrov was phenomenal as well. So I'm going to All go right. for Lennon, Lambert and Petrov. Fair enough. And uh, Anthony, again, just the same as what I've asked the, the other guys to do there. I can't believe that there's not been enough arguments and disagreements in this. We all seem to be agreeing with each other far too much. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep the trend going, guys. I'm going to keep that trend going. Um, Lennon's not my favourite cup of tea after the last few years, and I think a lot of people would probably agree with that. But as Jed said, you cannot take away what Lennon done as a footballer for this club. What he had to endure as a human being, he sacrifices he had to put through. And then what you won as a manager, especially the first time around. We can all debate the second time, but the first time around, you cannot take away what this guy's done for this club. I'm going to bring it right back to 2003, though. You get to a UEFA Cup final. We should have won it. You can't take much away from them. And as much as Romantic Heart wants to tell you that McStay and Barnes and even Grant are, are like Celtic men and you want to see them win and get the accolades for everything they achieved, as beautiful human beings as well, this is going to fall down to the the 2003 UEFA Cup. It's going to be Lennon, Lambert, Petrov. Aye, I, I mean, it has to be. See that midfield three we're talking about there, right? As much as Petrov was probably the the, the best, sort of, he's the most dynamic, Lambert was probably more technical than Neil Lennon. Neil Lennon was my favourite. He was the favorite. I adored Neil Lennon as a footballer. Uh, I think I've said it numerous times on this podcast, and like just chatting to guys in the pub or whatever. I think at that time that football, they they always had a, a Neil Lennon in your team, whether it would have been like a Macaulay or a Jeremy. Uh, mm. I always said that Neil Lennon done the exact same job as they guys, and he could have played in that Chelsea team and done what McAlealy done quite easily in my opinion. I think he was, and some people laugh at me, I think he was every bit as good as him, but he just, he didn't have that fancy name. It was it was Neil Lennon. Uh, I think it was nothing fancy. He just broke up play and started attacks and he done it as good as any of them for me. I read a book a while ago, um, kind of made the author's name, Michael something, and he described that exact position Um as the water carrier, that person mm-hmm. just takes the ball away from the defence and starts the attack or starts the build-up going forward and moves <laughs> the ball forward. He's not there to be fancy. He's not there to be silky and technically amazing and graceful. He's there to help the defence turn the ball around and start moving it forward. All right, Lennon goes a bit sideways at times, but he did that job fantastically for us. He could have walked in. In fact, he was an EPL player at one point, and he could have walked into many and many of those squads down south easily. Aye, I totally agree with that. And uh, was it red? Was it big red, red or red. reds? Big red. He's he's bang on. He was he he wasn't as I say he wasn't fancy. He wasn't technically brilliant, but he was a team player and he was phenomenal. But aye, that that that's so that's I take it the. The general consensus. Aye, pretty much. Well, was... It, it was a wee bit tight, but it was uh, Lennon, Lambert and Petrov have won. Aye, that's fine. That, that's good. Right, so we'll move on to the, the final one, which is Johnston, Chalmers and Lennox. 
and they are up against Larson, Hartson and Sutton. Wow. <laughs> that, that was the final, guys. That, I thought that would have been the final. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just the way it's, it's sort of yeah. worked out, eh? Um, but, again, Jed, I'll come to you first. Again, same as before, make your case as to who you think you should go through and why. Make my case. God, you could make a case for the two of them, isn't it? It's oh, just... I know. I know. There's no right or wrong answer. I mean, obviously, from personal experience, what Larson, Sutton and Hartson, because they're fresh, fresh on the memory, even though it was 20-odd years ago, where you go back where the Heidi Johnson, Chalmers and Lennox, I wasn't even born when they won the European Cup. Um, but I can't see past Johnson, Chalmers and Lennox because they are the history of the club. Mm-hmm. They are the Lisbon that, Lions. That I'm not going to sit here and try and argue against that. Do you know what I mean? I've not seen enough of the guys, but as you say, you've, you've nailed it there, the history of the club. Um, but is that what you're yeah, going I to mean, vote? If, yeah, and if you think, I mean, I don't know if I'm <clears> still <throat> on, maybe he, he maybe would be able to help me here, who, who would Larson, Hartson and Sutton get into that Lisbon line team? Mm-hmm. My personal opinion, it would maybe Larson would mm-hmm. be pushing, but maybe on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Hartson or Sutton would. And mm-hmm. that's how I'm going to go. If you look, if you look at the stats on that European Cup final, I don't think memory serves me right. There has not been a European Cup final. It's one sided with shots, corners. It was Celtic hard against possession against Inter Milan. So I cannot see past they guys. Uh-huh. So they'll get my vote. Fair enough. Um, listen, I. I if I had seen more Johnson, Chalmers, and Lennox, I would, I would be able to, like, look at it with a sort of more open, open eyes, if you like. Um, I, I, I'm just going to vote Larson, Hartson, and Sutton because I've seen more of them. And for me, you can only vote with what you've seen. Do you know what I mean? And as much as you you can look at what they've done, but I can't. I'm not for one second taking away them winning the European Cup. Not for one second. But if I'm voting with what I've seen, then it's the only way I can vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is Larson, Hartson and Sutton for me. Um, whether that be fair or people agree or disagree, that's that's fair enough. That's what it's all about. Um, it's but, point, right? You cannot no, disagree with what you've said. You can't. And uh, It's weird though, because I, I feel weird saying it because I've made the case that like say, well, Lennon, Lambert, and Petrov got to a European final. Yeah, um, and Larson, Hartson, and Sutton, Sutton got to a European final. But the guy, the guys that no, I'm putting out, won, won it. Final. Aye, I know, and they won final. one of them. I know it's, but it's, again, again, not taking anything away for the European Cup one. It was a different time, different. Like you don't know how they would pit against each other. It's it's difficult to say. But I, I'll just go with that because he. I've seen them more, but Franny. I mean, I, I think I've got to kind of have to go with you, or simply for the reasons you've said as well. It's it's hard to call it, and guys, you've never actually seen playing a part for obviously on sort of 
videos and DVDs. Like Jed makes a great point. They are they are Celtic. There are uh, like um, Johnson, Charles, Lennox. Ronnie, you're shouting at you now, pal. Oh, I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll be sending man. I'm not barely back in this. Like they're, they're a massive, they're massive in Celtic's history for for, for obvious reasons and stuff. The, the other reason, I mean, we go on about their achievement so much, um, and, and rightly so. Um, and then I suppose you could chuck out the argument they won a European trophy, the other three didn't they? Um, and both both were in a final. I mean, the other the other three were actually in two finals and two two the big cup. But I, I mean. I think just Ross for for the reasons you said I'm, I'm going to have to go for Larson Sutton Hartson simply because I've seen them in the flesh and seen them more often. But Aye. I think it, it's technically the wrong answer. I know. By the way, you've you've hit the nail on the head. Very that is technically. <laughs> and Anthony, same again. Outline why you you're voting. Why you're voting. It's hard, boys. It's hard. Uh, as Vanny says, the chances are we're going to vote for the wrong ones. Um, <laughs> if you tell me at the start of this evening that we can only talk about people that we've physically seen, um, that we can have memories to back up the reasons why we're pushing them through, then these three, for, for, for them, all four of us actually, as Jed said, these three as the, the Lisbon Lions when you get anywhere closer. But that's just wrong. You can't not let mm-hmm. these guys go through. And it's hard because you look at the numbers and the stats. The three of them are in the top five goal scorers of the whole club's history. They mm-hmm. won the church. You know, the more you say, they won, like... <laughs> <laughs> they won nine in a row. They've done, they've done everything. It's... I... I, I don't know what's more credible for the podcast, is it, that we tell them <laughs> that three guys that we never saw play football go through? Or, we're uh, not about credibility, we're about your opinion and that's that. honestly, go with what you think, mate. Uh, because if you've seen Larson, Sutton and Hartson, you go with what you think. Whether it's all about Aye. opinions. Yeah. I actually, do you know what I hope? I, 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 I hope I've voted Hartson, Larson and Sutton because I've seen them. But I hope that the, the commenters probably outdo me and put the ones that probably deserve to go through. through. <laughs> it's difficult, man. Both of them deserve to I go through. I, That's the problem. They, they do. And Jed said it at the very start of this, this, this match-up. We thought this would be the final. Right. And if there's any trio to put the Lisbon Lions out, it would be this trio of the whole entire thing, um, which might mean that whoever wins this by almost default is going to win the whole thing, aren't they? Yeah. Aye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to myself. I'm not going to cheat myself about players who have no seen play football, no matter what the numbers say on a spreadsheet. I've seen Herrick Larson play football and he's the best player I've ever seen in my life. Um Larson, Hearts and Sutton, guys. Aye. Right. So, have you That's voted, Franny? Yeah, you've been You have, I. Right, so what is the comment saying? The right they were all money. idiots. Aye. <laughs> as we read it, so I think we were all the three that voted for them. They're going to be. Oh, are we? 
<laughs> right. <laughs> so it's kind of been a wee bit uh, of an Listen, hence when I put that up when Anthony said, Aye, listen, I'm happy to go with the, <laughs> the commenters because that was the original idea that the commenters would have the final say. So, um, mm. so we're going Johnson, Chalmers, and Lennox. Yes. Oh, I can't believe oh. Larson's out, man. I cannot I believe he's out. It's just the way the draws fell. You'll wake up the night in a cold sweat. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I know. And that's just remembering how long this podcast is actually lasting uh, on Monday night. <laughs> and a school night, day. Aye. Uh, <laughs> I will be fine. Uh-huh. Just go into work late. Tell them it was my fault. I've technically got a wee bit of late start. I'm at Shots Prison for nine o'clock. Oh. What I'm working round to the welfare. Oh. <laughs> Only takes me five minutes to get there. <laughs> um, right, so the semi-final, first semi-final, is uh, Scott Brown, Carl McGregor and Tom Rogic. And they're up against Jota, Kyogo and Maeda. Uh, again, same as before, Franny, make your case as to why you think this trio should go through? I think, I mean, as much as I've been bigging up uh, Jota, Kyogo and Maeda, I, I think for me, it's, a, it's an easy one for me. It's got to be Brown, McGregor and Rock. It's just, the longs, it's a wee bit hard to kind of use the longevity against the other three, but you can not use it against them. As I said, two cap, ex-captain, current captain there, Rogic was just a maverick on the ball. There's so many, the big goals I saw for me, it has to be has to be Brown McGregor Rogic. I can't argue with that, considering these guys as a three mm-hmm. overseen, is that the right word? Four trebles in a row. Uh, yeah. Can't really argue with that, can you? It's <laughs> it's, it's a remarkable achievement. Uh, as much as Jota <laughs> Kyogo and Maeda win a treble and they might win more trebles, it wouldn't be this season, but oh well, Jota won't because he's away, mm. so scratch that. <laughs> uh, but for me, I purely, or I hopefully, fingers crossed, but purely on that basis and the longevity, and it's just it's, it's just better, it's just better. Brown, McGregor, mm-hmm. Rogic for me, uh, Anthony, what's yeah, where you going? Um... I'm going to take longevity out of it because it's not fair to judge, you know, two seasons over a decade for the other three. Um, I'm going to narrow it down to one season for for each of the trio, and uh, they've both won trebles, uh-huh. and the midfield three have won an invincible treble. The attacker three have not. So McGregor Brown logic. Cannot argue with that. Well, I'm not going to because my vote is the same. <laughs> but, um, it's getting late. I'm tired and rambling now. Uh, Jed? Anthony made a fantastic point there about the the first treble that we won under Brendan Rodgers Invincible. And plus, Brown, McGregor and Rodgers, 58 domestic trophies between them. So, mm-hmm. they get my vote. Absolutely. Uh, right, so Franny, what's the? I take it the comments are aye, pretty one much. Slide, one slide. Aye. That's fine. So the first finalists are Brown, McGregor, and Rogic, and they will be up against. Well, it's the other semi final is Lenin, Lambert, and Petrov. 
and they're up against Johnston, Chalmers and Lennox. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can see how this is going. Again, I mean, we've talked about that. Well, this three, Lennon, Lambert and Petrov, were in the same team as Larson, Sutton and Hartson. You don't know who would win out of them. And Johnson, Chalmers and Lennox put, arguably, who should have been a finalist, if not the winner, out. So, again, Franny, I'll come back to yourself. Uh, make your case as to why your <laughs> vote is just, going the way it's going. I think it's just got to be the same reason I voted for, for Larson, Sutton and Hartson, simply because I've seen them was. Again, mm-hmm. it's probably not the right answer, but I can only be honest and say, I, it'd be wrong of me to sit and go, ah, it's got to be Chalmers, uh, Johnson, Lennox, when you've only ever seen videos of them and things like that. But it seems silly considering what they actually achieved. But I, for right. me, I have to go, I have to go Lennon, Lambert, Petrov just because I've seen them at the end of the I, day. I mean, that's fair. I, that. I, for me, it's slightly different because I look at it and I, oh, Larson was there and then you had Hartson's goals and what Sutton done all around the pitch. Lennon, Lambert and Petrov, I don't think if if it was between them and Larson, Hartson and Sutton, I would probably vote Larson, Hartson and Sutton. I don't think I can vote for Lennon, Lambert and Petrov over Johnson, Chalmers and Lennox, albeit I've not seen them, but stuff that's been outlined in the previous round about them, I just cannot vote against these guys. Eh, this time around, eh, when you look at what they've done, getting to two European finals, winning one of them, winning nine in a row. Jed, what was it you said? Three or, uh, three of them are in the top five goal scorers? I think I was saying two of them. Two of them are. Was it you that said that, Anthony? Well, I mean, it, it's difficult to argue against that. So for me, my vote would go Johnson, Chalmers and Lennox on that basis. Um, yeah. But Jed, be yourself. Yeah, I've just obviously you mentioned both both of them got to a final. I've just pulled up, but the you know what the fight the the team mods that you forget. And again, are, are any of the guys going to dislodge Stevie Chalmers or Betty Hall for that team? I don't think so, guys. Probably uh, not. No. Uh, so again, it's 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 the old guys for me again. I'm, I'm the oldest on here, so I'm going to stick with the old guys. <laughs> Fair enough. I never doubted you for a second, Jed. <laughs> uh, and an- was it Anthony or Franny? Have I still got no, I've, voted, I've voted. You voted, I think it's, Anthony. I think it's just yourself. Anthony voted. No, no, I don't yeah. mind. It's Anthony. Aye. I'd be contradicting myself after the last one if we didn't vote for <laughs> for the other three. Aye. But we all know how this is going to pan out. The numbers and the stats. I am going to contradict myself. The lines go through. Aye, aye. aye. And and the comments, Franny. I take it that is. Aye, pretty much. Aye, pretty aye. much. Aye. I think we know the way this is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, but I think if the draw was done, we could have seen a different final. Aye. You know, just the aye. Absolutely, aye. But that's the way the, the crooked crumbles. It's, aye, and by the way, that's the, that's the take nothing away for Brown, McGregor, yeah, and Rogic. By the way, They're, these are invincible treble winners and won four trebles in a row. That is that's absolutely unheard of, really. Um, but I mean, the achievements of both these finalists. 
are quite incredible. Um, I'll just come to yourself, Franny, and just, again, we've spoke about them at length, but just talk about the achievements, as I say, a Brown, McGregor and Rogic, because you're a better place to talk about that, and then give me your vote. <coughs> um, well, as I say, their achievements, especially that, the invincible treble, to do that is, is absolutely frightening, because obviously, to, to go through a league campaign unbeaten, especially after you win the league, is is good going because complacency can set in and things like that. Then obviously cup games to not to just one the one off games a lot of the time obviously Celtic will be favourite to win that game. So you're coming up against teams that have nothing really to lose. So it's almost like a free hit for them and to keep your keep your wits about you keep mentally strong you kinda of go for that but not just for for one season to do it for four seasons. And not to lose a cup game in four seasons is absolutely ridiculous. And obviously there was there was league games lost within that four year spell, but that's I mean that's not unheard of. That's that's just natural. It's natural to lose league games in a season. Um, but to go four seasons and not lose a cup game in both domestic cups is is absolutely phenomenal. When I mean, you actually think of it, so it's at three six. 12, trophy, 12 trophies out of 12 going for, and you win every one. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's it's phenomenal, Ross. Absolutely amazing. And for their reasons, I'm contradicting myself and going, Joyce Chalmers Lennox. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, listen, uh, I'm better placed to talk about the achievements of Brown, McGregor and Rogic. I absolutely am. And they are unrivaled in the modern day, certainly in our game domestically um, but even regardless of the, the level of the league and the level of the player to do that for on that regularity is quite incredible and I, I actually I, I, this sounds really stupid because of what Johnson Jammers Lennox done but what they done was that was for me that I said it at the time a uh, when we won the treble, treble, I said, "This is our, this is our Lisbon Lions. This is our, like Lisbon. This is our European Cup. It's like what they done in '67. You maybe didn't think at the time, but we'll probably never see that like again. And I think what they guys done, winning the the treble, eh, the quadruple treble. I don't think we'll ever see that like again. Certainly not in my lifetime. I, I really don't. We'll see trebles, absolutely, but." Four trebles in a row. Absolutely colossus. Um, I'm just going to mix it up a wee bit and just vote Brown, McGregor and Rogic on that basis. Uh, I'll come to you, Jed. Well, Outline why, who you think should win and why. I mean, I've obviously been fighting the corner for the Lisbon Lions all night, but what you've said there, the memories that the three guys have given me in the last you know six years or whatever phenomenal absolutely unbelievable never forget the you know the the first treble the invincibles was something else that goal against Aberdeen from Rogic will live long in the memory and I'm actually going to contradict myself only because of the Jesus. memories that has given me mm-hmm I'm going to go for Brown, McGregor and Rogic. Right, listen, that's why I went, mate, because yeah. they four years, 
were as much as you could argue that that Celtic team what they done it, it maybe isn't the best like if it went up against the the team that got to the UEFA Cup final you, you wouldn't say that they would beat that team but for what they done in that four years memories unrivaled but remember as well Ross am I not right in saying that's a world record now is, I was getting the quadruple aye. treble Oh, it is I. It is I. No other team in world football has done well, it. That stand alone, and you as that, it's phenomenal. phenomenal. Aye, that is it's the modern day equivalent of winning the European Cup. It really is, albeit winning one treble is a an achievement that people will scoff at. Winning two trebles, even, but to do it four times, yeah. I think it's absolutely incredible. We have that level a going again for four years against some of the some of the like some of the stadiums and pitches you go to and play on and I know they guys played on shite pitches as well but I for me based on memories alone it has to I, I have to give the vote to Brian McGregor and Rogic um, Anthony what's yours? Yeah I'm going to throw some random numbers and stats out or what I believe is stats. We're talking about things like the the guys wanting four trebles back to back, you know, it's it's unheard of. Um now let's not lie, none of us were around in the sixties, so I, I don't know how exact these figures are gonna be. But if you take the league championship when we won it in sixty seven, um sixty eight, sixty nine, seventy seventy one, obviously nine in a row. We also won the Scottish Cup. I think it was just getting the numbers in 67, 69, 71, 72, and 74, 75. And we won the League Cup. Um, that was also in 66, 67, 68, 69, 70. And then again in six, uh, 75. So even for a three to five year spell at the start of that nine in a row, we won a vast majority of those cups. Okay, it wasn't mm-hmm. consistently 12 out of 12, but quick maths in my head, that must have been a good, you know, out of. 15, 16 cups, we must have won 10 or 11 of them easily. <laughs> um, I think we can't discredit what the guy's done in modern history. Um, as you say, that goes down as one of the greatest achievements we'll ever see in our lifetimes. We, we equaled all on record of nine in a row. We've we done the quadruple, the treble. We'll never see it again. And we need to be realistic when it comes to European football at Celtic. In the modern era, we're not going to get to a Champions League final again. We're not going to win that tournament, let alone get to the final. Um, we can't compare modern Celtic to '67 Celtic because it's it's just not comparable anymore mm-hmm. in the in the grand scheme of world football and European football. So to give them as much credit as they are is a wonderful achievement. What we've done recently, but I can I still can't knock a '67 one. It's the there's two of the guys in this trio have got yeah we won all five trophies in the guys very won. true aye. um everything we entered we won it and the same can be said for the last the, mm-hmm. the modern guys as well everything they entered they won it as well for four years consistently um but yeah I, I'd be I feel I'd be cheating the club as a whole if I didn't vote for the lines in this one and I'm I'm going to stick with the, the lines. Right, well, that is, I mean, it's two votes each here, which is it's a wee bit more interesting than what I thought it was going to be. But what is the commenters saying, Franny? 
it's been fairly mixed, mate, but uh, <coughs> by about three votes, uh, the Lions have got it. Well, listen, <coughs> I can't argue with that. Yeah. I think it's right and it's just in the end. Uh, obviously, I'd made, me and Jed had made sort of arguments for Brown, McGregor and Rogic. And then Anthony, I think you outlined quite a, a good few points uh, and stats that sort of, as much as my vote was in, sort of swayed me back again. So I can't argue with that. They're the Lisbon Lions, they're legends, they're the only team with an actual name, excuse me, about them. So I think it's fair, right and just that Johnson, Chalmers and Lennox get the number one trio in Celtic's history. Um, but listen, that brings us to the end of the wee <laughs> tournament. It's It was a wee bit of fun tonight. I've enjoyed it. It has went on, well, it's actually went on less time than what I thought. I was I, I was aiming for three years. <laughs> 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 nah, but listen, I've enjoyed it. Uh, I put, put a wee bit of work into that uh, to put it together. It came together no bad, didn't it? It was all right, um, but has, have you enjoyed it? Nah, I mean, 100%. 100%. The only thing is, Ross, I won't be like dying my hair tonight. I've not got time then. Ah, uh, <laughs> just you put the kabuki on it. Yeah, I think Tanner's dead <laughs> in the background. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm in the wife and the wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I've enjoyed it, and I just want to thank uh, all the viewers for obviously sticking with us for as long as they have uh, and yourselves as well for keeping your eyes open uh, and my apologies if he's are tired at work tomorrow but um, <laughs> listen as, if he's have liked what you've seen obviously we're going to be will be a new schedule uh, coming in place obviously we've got guys like Anthony and the other new lads on board and Jed as well um, so we're, we're, we're going to be going to three days hopefully um, but We'll outline that further down the line. Uh, but once we're back, um, sort of after the winter break and Celtic are back up and running, that's when the new schedule will kick in fully. Um, but probably on Friday, I think we'll just be doing a, I don't know, might, might be like a transfer rumour, sort of standard podcast again. So it might not be as long as this one. But um, if you've enjoyed what you've seen tonight, um, by all means, like it, uh, like this one and subscribe to us on YouTube uh, and spread the word. Um, but that's there's nothing else for me to do. I think that's it's all done. So um, on that note, I'll try and say Stephen's outro, which is... <laughs> I can't even mind. I've been on it for well. a year. Stay, stay well, well, keep safe. Uh, stay well, keep safe. Hail, hail. <laughs>